This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our national anthem here at the England Center in Tampa. Dino's Grill and Tapworks is a locally owned, one-of-a-kind sports bar located at the southeast corner of 21st and Webb Road. For the last five years, Dino's has delighted fans with 23 beers on tap, 23 TVs, and homemade bar food. And they look forward to seeing you for a gamer happy hour soon at Dino's Grill and Tapworks, 21st and Webb. Starting lineups brought to you by Equity Bank. Equity Bank blocks all ATM fees anywhere from giving you a charge. Be sure to visit them online at equitybank.com slash magic. For the Shockers, Dexter Dennis, 6'5", freshman from Baker, Louisiana, averaging 7.1 points per game. Marcus McDuffie, a 6'8", senior from Patterson, New Jersey, having a great senior year, 19.6 points per game. Jamarius Burton at the point guard, a 6'4 freshman from Charlotte, North Carolina, averaging even five points per game, about two and a half assists. Samajay Haynes-Jones at guard, a six-foot senior from Wichita East High School, 13 points per game, three assists. And Jaime Echenique is the Shocker postman, 6'11 junior from Barranquilla, Colombia, averaging eight and a half points and about five and a half rebounds per game. The Shockers, in their 12th year under head coach Greg Marshall. He has averaged 26 and nine over his 11 previous seasons at Wichita State. This year, a little more of a challenge. The Shockers at eight and nine currently, one and four in the American Athletic Conference. And one thing that is not unusual for a lot of teams, but unusual for what we've become used to at Wichita State, the Shockers 0 and 4 in true road games, Bob. So looking to get that first one here tonight in Tampa. Yeah, they got a win against Providence uh, at the Naval Academy uh, in that Armed Forces uh, matchup, and then got a, game, a win against App State in the Charleston Classic, but no, they haven't got a true road win yet, and uh, it'd be a good night to start, huh? Absolutely, and the first of two this week, they've got a road game at UConn on Saturday, with that game tipping off at five o'clock central time, so kind of keep in mind that one as well. University of South Florida is in its second year under Brian Gregory as head coach. He graduated from Oakland in 1990, was a grad assistant at Michigan State and then an assistant. He was at Toledo for a year, Northwestern for a couple, went back to Michigan State with Tom Izzo for four years, and then was the head coach at Dayton for eight years and Georgia Tech for five years. He was fired after five years at Georgia Tech, returned to Michigan State for a year as a consultant, and then took this job last year. His first team a year ago, was 10 and 22 and last in the American Conference at 3 and 15 and he's already won more games than that this season. USF is 12 and 6 overall, 2 and 4 in the American. They are 10 and 2 at home this year. And their starting lineup begins with David Collins, a 6'3 sophomore from Youngstown, Ohio, 
averaging a team-leading 14.8 points per game. LaQuincy Rito is a 6'1", redshirt junior from West Palm Beach, Florida. He is a transfer from Gardner-Webb in his first year here at USF. 14.3 points per game, 5.6 assists, and over three steals per game. Michael Durr is a true freshman starting at center, seven feet, 245 from Atlanta, Georgia, averaging 5.1 points and five rebounds per game. Alexis Yetna is kind of an interesting story, a 6'8", 230-pound redshirt freshman. He is from Paris, France. He completed high school at a fifth-year prep school in, a, in a Connecticut, Putnam Science Academy, but then after coming here last year, had to sit out the year under some type of NCAA ruling. It wasn't very specific as to the nature of it. So he's a little bit older, even though he's a freshman in eligibility. He's averaging a double-double, 12.7 points, 10.2 rebounds. And then Justin Brown is a 6'6 sophomore from Birmingham, Alabama, along with David Collins. He started playing more regularly down the stretch last year as a true freshman. He's averaging 7.7 points per game. So the Bulls at 12 and 6, 2 and 4 in the league. The Shockers 8 and 9, and 1 and 4 in the conference. Yeah, they're a strong, athletic team. They play very aggressively, defensively, uh, going for steals and attacking you. And then offensively, they love to push it in transition, and they love to attack the basket. So uh, it's going to be a high-energy game, a lot of points, and up-and-down action. So it'll be a lot different game than the Cincinnati game and the Central Florida game. Tonight's officials are Anthony Jordan, Tony Green, and Lee Cassell. And the teams tonight, Shockers dressed in black with gold letters and numbers with white piping. And USF in home white, their base color is a dark green, and they've got just a little bit of gold trim around their letters and numbers. Looks like Lee Cassell is going to toss it up to start the game. Mike Durr, the seven-foot freshman, jumping center against 6'11", Jaime Echenique for Wichita State. Not a very big crowd. This arena seats 10,411, maybe 3,000 or so. It's kind of been what they're averaging. Pretty even tip. Both guys tipped it a couple of times. It's loose on the floor. Shocker's trying to tie it up. We got a new jump ball, and they'll have to jump it again because no possession was gained, so you can have an alternating possession arrow. They'll let the setters jump it again rather than the two guys who tied it up. Up it goes again. This time Durer gets the tip. And USF will have it first penetrating quickly. Rito under the basket. Kind of bowled over Jaime Echenique and hits a little reverse layup. Man, he's a thick kid too. I'll tell you, he probably goes about 215, 220 pounds at 6'1". Burton taking it down into the lane. Oh, and they're going to the call thing. an illegal screen on Echenique swinging his leg out to pick up the defender, and so he gets a quick kind of cheap foul. Yeah, sometimes the guard will come off that screen before the big guy's set, and I think that might have been the guard's fault as much as it was Jaime's fault. 2-0 USF, Rito brings it into the front court. He's being guarded by Samadji Haynes-Jones. Collins left wing, guarded by Burton, flips it back to Rito, a three from out front, short rebound. Dexter Dennis had one hand on it, but it's recovered by Yetna for South Florida. Down the left block, Durr. Back in his way on Echenique. Little left-handed hook, threw it clear over the basket, rebounded by Dennis. So an empty trip for the Bulls. Shockers back up court trailing 2-0. 
Haynes Jones left corner up on the wing to Burton. Comes off the screen by Echenique. Can't get all the way in the lane. Back over on the left side to McDuffie. Lobs for Echenique. Good catching close and missed the turnaround. Dennis fighting for the rebound. It's last touched out of bounds by LaQuincy Rito. The Shockers will keep it. Yeah, Echenique caught the ball pretty low and got squared up, but just uh, rushed the shot a little bit, and it was a little too high off the glass. Good contest on the rebound, though, by Dennis to keep the ball alive, and it ends up back with the Shockers. Comes in to Echenique in the left corner to Haynes Jones. Little juke step on the seven-footer Durer out front to Echenique. Back over in the left wing to Samaji. Being guarded by the seven-footer. Can't get around him. Gets out front to Dexter Dennis. Over the left side, Burton. We got a whistle. Echenique, three, three, three seconds. Second call. Well, he had Collins on him, uh, and he was calling for the basketball because David Collins is only 6'3", and Dexter either didn't notice it or just was afraid to throw it in there. Well, there were some weird matchups that time. The Shockers couldn't take advantage of Haynes Jones' quickness on the seven-footer Durer or get it inside to the bigger Echenique against Collins. USF with the ball, yet and it bounces to Durer at the top. Down in the lane, Rito got inside of his defender but misses the shot in close, and then it's out of bounds. Last touch by USF. Yeah, a little UCLA cut with Rideau coming off the high post. He was open on the block, but he just missed a wide-open layup. Ball comes in to Burton. Shockers possessing it. Down 2-0. About a minute and a half gone. Burton bringing it up against Rito. Started fast. Slows down. Now gives it up to Marcus McDuffie at the top. Little handoff to Dexter Dennis coming left to right. Tries to curl it down the block for Echenique, but just a horrible pass. Low, way out in front of him. No way he could get to that one. And the Shockers turn it over. And... Greg Marshall may have felt Hami didn't do a good enough job of posting and then coming to the ball, so he's pulled him and sends in Asbjorn Meatguard. It's interesting. They got Yetna, the 6'8 freshman, uh, guarding uh, McDuffie. That's going to be a matchup to watch tonight. Rido into the front court, standing dribble up front, whistle away from the ball. There was a cut through the lane. I think they're going to call a foul on Jamarius Burton for a hold on the cut away from the ball. That's going to be his first, second team foul on Wichita State. Yeah, the guys are going to have to learn how to play defense without their hands. You've got to bump the guys, but keep your, hand, keep your hands off. Rito dribbles to the left elbow, up with a 15-footer. Off the back, no good. Rebounds tipped, batted a couple of times, chased down by Rito. Drives baseline, almost fell out of bounds, and then throws it out of bounds. He stopped short and caught him. He was... He kind of left himself off balance. He was hanging out of bounds and tried to throw it back in the corner to a teammate and threw it wide. Well, Brian Gregory, the coach for the Bulls, learned his basketball at Michigan State, and, and they even have green and white on here, but they hit the boards like Michi Michigan State. I'll tell you, you got to really box off because they all fly in there at the offensive boards. There was a quick check between the officials. I think they were just double-checking on the the clock reset if it was accurate, which it, they said it was. So Shocker basketball still down 2-0. USF scored in its first possession. And it been a bunch of misses and turnovers by both teams. Dennis on the left wing. Looks inside. Lobs it on the left block to meet guard. Back to the basket. Back out in the corner to Burton. He drives it. Gets into the lane. Stops there out front to McDuffie. Hands it right wing to Dennis, goes back door, takes it all the way to the basket and missed the layup. The follow missed by Meatguard, gets his own rebound, puts it back and missed it. Keeps it tipped and finally recovered by David Collins for USF. Cross court pass, shot fake by Rito. Back over in the left corner, jumper by Brown is no good. Rebound Yetna, falls down and the ball goes flying out of bounds. Yetna trying to back his way in, slipped and fell, tried to throw it cross court and threw it out of bounds. Yetna 
questioning the call, but boy, the Shockers had oh, man. three point-blank shots, two by Meat Guard, and just couldn't get the ball in the basket. Oh, well, it was a great drive by Dexter Dennis from the right wing, got all the way to the basket, missed the layup, and then it looked like Meat Guard was going to clean it up with a little banker, and he missed it. Meat Guard out front, right wing to Haynes Jones. Down on the block, Dennis made a great cut, spins in there, a little turnaround, missed that. Oh, my goodness. Another oh. point-blank shot inside. Now, that one was contested, but they're getting good shots on their sets, Mike. Boy, they have missed four right in. Well, if you count Echenique's turnaround that he shot clear of the basket, I mean, five shots within five feet of the basket. Yetna, handoff to Collins, driving right, keeps his dribble right of the key, brings it to the top, right wing to Brown driving, cut off, back out. Durr's going to take about a 15-footer, missed it. Good box outs by the Shockers, rebound recovered by Meat Guard over to Jamarius Burton. Good rebound that time by Asbjorn. On the right wing, Haynes Jones for three in transition, in and out. That one was halfway down. Rebound Durr for USF. Quick pass up to Collins. He takes it in the lane, then brings it all the way back out. Pull it way out front. Now drives right, down the lane, all the way to the basket. Throws up a runner, missed it. Rebound, Haynes Jones had it bounce off his hand, and David Collins gets it back. Cross court right wing, shot fake, and a travel. Called on Justin Brown. Made a shot fake from three, tried to put it on the floor, dragged the pivot foot. And the Shockers get it back. We've had a pretty wild first four minutes, and the score is just two to nothing. USF, 16:03. So they're not going to stop the clock here. I mean, not going to take the timeout. Shockers will get a possession. Eric Stevenson in for Wichita State. Ricky Torres in, playing basically in his hometown. And for USF, they've got at least one substitute in the game. As T.J. Lang is in. A lot, lot of action, Mike, but not, not much to show for it. McDuffie with his first shot, a three from out front, clangs off the back iron, long rebound out to Rito. Pushes it up, but the Shockers were back. Now Rito left wing to Lang. He drives it a couple of dribbles, back to Rito left wing. Puts it on the floor, off a ball screen, down to the baseline, back up on the wing, driving it is Yetna in traffic, throws one up, partially blocked, follow Durr is good. Shockers partially blocked the shot, but they had two guys flying at it and left Michael Durr open to grab the ball out of the air and bank it in. Yeah, Midgard went to go help McDuffie and try to block the shot, but then nobody blocked off Midgard's man. He's the guy that laid it in. Torres driving, dishing in the corner to Haynes Jones, misses the shot, rebound, Midgard wrestling for it, whistle, jump ball, and the possession error will give it to Wichita State. Under 16 timeout, 15-14 to go in the first half. The pace is fast, but the scoring is not. It's USF 4, Wichita State nothing. When two teams compete on the court, there can only be one winner, but in joke. WSU Shocker Basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. Back at the Ingling Center in Tampa, Wichita State nothing, USF 4 after almost five minutes of play. USF is only 2 for 10 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3, but the Shockers are 0 for 8 from the field. 0 for 3 from 3, and of those eight shots, five have been virtually point blank in around the basket. So certainly could be a higher score than it is. Nine rebounds for the Bulls, seven for the Shockers, each team with three turnovers. Yeah, the Shockers just need to relax and then shoot the basketball. They had three wide open point blank shots, a layup by Dexter Dennis, and then two putbacks by Midgard. The other ones were contested, and then they had a, a three-pointer that was halfway down from uh, Haynes Jones, so they just got to relax and get the ball in the basket. But they, they, they better get the uh, Bulls off the boards. They already got five offensive rebounds, Mike. Wichita State possession 
as they had a jump ball on that last rebound and the alternating possession arrow goes to Wichita State. So they will play it in from the baseline. Eric Stevenson, I take that, Ricky Torres will play it in. Ricky is from Pinellas Park, Florida, which is basically St. Petersburg. He said this campus is about 25 minutes from his house. Ball comes in on the left wing to McDuffie, quick 15-footer, good. David Collins looked like he kind of broke the other way as the ball came in and McDuffie started down court, left Marcus wide open for the first two. 4-2 USF, Collins holding out front, trying to get it to Riedel, but that was covered well by Haynes Jones, so Collins dribbles to the left wing, keeps his dribble, drives baseline, they're gonna call Torres for the foul. He got a late move on this, this quick step by David Collins and bumped him as he went by. So that's Ricky's first third team foul on Wichita State. Yeah, I think he's a drive first, uh, shoot three second uh, type guard. So you got to play him to drive. He gets, he draws a lot of fouls. T.J. Lang to play it in. Dorito popping out front to get it between the circles. Off ball foul. I think it's going to be a hold on Stevenson on a cut by Lang. See the guys, they're trying to block the cutters as they cut through and try to run their offense, but you've got to do that with your body, with your hands out, and that's that's what they're not doing. They're using their hands and they're getting called for those fouls. Four fouls on the Shockers, and three of them have been on that exact thing, holding cutters. Rito to play it in, left wing to Lang. Stevenson on him, he brings it way back out front, right in the middle to Yetna. Kind of hands it off to Collins, and now Rito will come out and take it. Right half of the floor, well above the three-point arc. Gets a screen, dribbles into the lane area, back out to Collins. Shot fake, trying to draw a foul. Then made kind of a penetration, but I thought that might have been a travel. Instead, it's going to be a foul away from the ball on Marcus McDuffie. Well, and Ricky Torres got caught up off the floor. You know, you're not going to block his three-point attempt anyway, so stay on the floor. Play this guy to drive, and then when he goes up and leaves the floor, then, then put a hand in his face, but you got to stay down on Collins. First on McDuffie, 15 foul. Ball goes in the right corner to Rito. Dribbles up to the wing here, then cross court. Collins from the left corner for three. Good. First three-point basket for either team. First points for Collins, and USF leads 7-2. to two. Shockers up court quickly. Samaje Haynes-Jones, left wing, deeper toward the corner to McDuffie, looking inside. Now gets it in there to meet guard. Back and in, turns, shot fake, and he got it stripped out of his hands by Rito. He's making his move, and Rito slipped off and stole it. Jumper out front by Lang, off the back iron, tipped by Haynes-Jones, and Rito, I believe, was over his back. It was LaQuincy Rito over the back of Samaje. That's his first foul and the first team foul on USF as Isaiah Porbear Chandler checks in for the Shockers, replacing Meatguard. Yeah, we talked about Rito being second in the country in steals per game, 3.3 steals a game, and he got one that time because Meatguard didn't see him coming from the weak side. Some kind of token full-court man pressure by USF. Rito guarding Ricky Torres as he'll bring it up one-on-one. Cuts toward the right wing, goes around a screen by McDuffie, keeps his dribble on the wing, tries to throw it out front. Rito tipped it away, he'll take it down, fumbles it as he goes in and misses a layup. Tip try won't go, rebound loose, fight for it. It's recovered by Poor Bear Chandler, stolen away by Rito, puts it up and in. Well, he's already at his average. He's got three steals already. He just took that right out of uh, out of uh, Poor Bear Chandler's hands. Nine to two, USF, Shockers with a flurry of turnovers here early. Poor Bear on the right wing. Takes a dribble, looking for a guard to get it to. Out to Haynes Jones. 
Squared up on David Collins on the dribble, gets around him to the baseline, little runner up, missed it badly over everything, rebound Collins for USF. Yeah, Collins put a little arm bar on uh, St. Jones as he drove. He should have got a foul there. Lang in transition for three, hits from the left wing. T.J. Lang with the second tray for USF, and after the Shockers cut it to 4-2, to two, USF is now on an 8-0 run. Lang's six foot seven senior, and he had a pretty looking three-pointer that time. Ball comes into the front court to McDuffie at the top. One quick dribble, three-pointer, hard off the right side of the rim. Rebound tipped, Lang controls, clears it up to Collins. Long pass ahead and over the head of Mayan Kerr and out of bounds. Long lead pass, too long by the Bulls. Shockers get it back on the turnover. Echenique is going to check in for Poor Bear. Rod Brown is in for Marcus McDuffie. Jamarius Burton back in the game. They average 17 turnovers a ball game, but they force 18 turnovers a ball game on their opponents. So they like to get it up and down. Shocker basketball down 12 to two, 12.40 to go in the first half. So the Shockers have two points in about seven and a half minutes. Rod Brown left of the key, squares up, gives it over to Echenique at the top. Looking down on the post and a handoff to Burton. Marius over in the left wing to Rod Brown. One dribble back to Burton. Right wing Stevenson. Deeper on the right wing to De uh, Dennis. Dexter puts it on the floor. Over to Stevenson. Three from the left wing. No good. Short, but the rebound. Rod Brown had great position. Wow, they're going to call it out off Rod. It looked like Kerr. somebody came, Kerr Kerr. came around him and knocked it away from him on out of bounds. Yeah, the seven-footer reached over his uh, shoulder, the 6'9 player, and, and knocked it out, I thought. USF ball, they're up 12 to two. Bounce pass at the high post to Mayan Kerr, left elbow over to Lang for three. No good off the back, rebound to Wichita State's Jamarius Burton who drives it up hard himself. Across the timeline, takes it in the lane, dishes under to Brown, tough catch and he draws the foul. That was kind of a tough pass to catch at the very end, but Brown handled it and then got fouled. He'll be at the line for two shots. Oh, they're going to say it was on the catch, not on the shot. They'll have it out of bounds after the under 12. 11.54 to go in the first half. It's USF 12, Wichita State 2. We haven't had a game like this in a long time. It's kind of like maybe Memphis is the last time we had a game this fast. You, you we know, are, we you, are one for the first half. you got to get back and play D, but you don't have to play very long. No. <laughs> then you better box out. Oh, I mean, they're, they're flying to the boards. I guess not. What's that? Marcus' basket wasn't a three, huh? Thank you. That was about 15 feet. Eleven fifty-four to go in the first half here in Tampa, Wichita State, trailing USF twelve to two. The Bulls are only five of seventeen from the field, two of six from three. Wichita State is one for twelve from the field, 
0 for 5 from 3. USF out rebounding the Shockers 13 to 10, and they have four turnovers to Wichita State's six. Yeah, they got three steals, and all of them are by uh, LaQuincy Rideau. As we talked about, he's second in the country in steals per game, averages 3.3, and he's already got three so far in this ball game. So the Shockers are going to have to take care of the basketball because uh, uh, the Bulls love to get it, love to steal it. Try one of Burger Fi's famous branded bun burgers. It only uses the top 1% of beef in the U.S. They also offer menu items from hand-cut fries and onion rings to local craft beers and frozen custard. You can find Burger Fi at their West Wichita location at New Market Square Shopping Center on Mays Road. Burger Fi, proud sponsor of Wichita State Athletics. Well, so far, the Shockers have been, been able to run their sets, and they're, they're, ro they're rotating the basketball, reversing the basketball, and they're getting open on back screens. They just got to execute when they get an open shot. They got to put it in the basket. And uh, and then on the defensive end, you really better, better find a body and block off because they send four guys to the boards. That last foul on South Florida on TJ Lang. It gives the Shockers a possession underneath the basket. 11.54 to go in the first half. Jamarius Burton will be playing it in. Looks under first. And finally lobs it in to Echenique at the left elbow. Out front to Stevenson, who fumbled it for a moment, gets it over to Burton now. Jamarius dribbles to the left wing, looking for an angle, drops it into Echenique, looking to back down the defender, spins the baseline, got a couple of men in the air, a little hook, rolls in. Hung on the rim and fell in, and Jaime Echenique gets his first two and just the third and fourth points for Wichita State. That was a good shot fake that time because Mayan Kerr was coming from the weak side to block it. Xavier Castaneda is in at point guard right now for USF. He brought it up, gave it to Collins. He gives it now to Kerr at the left wing. Now back out front to Collins. Dribbles right, dribble handoff to TJ Lang. Lang cut off on a switch, back over right side to Collins. Down to nine on the shot clock. Collins drives the lane, throws up a twisting floater, wouldn't go. Rebound taken away by Burton from a USF player. Was looking down court but couldn't get it down there. Drives it under, gets it off to Brown who just got hammered. No call, it's out of bounds off USF. Uh, David Collins just gave him a, a body check as uh, right as uh, he caught the ball. No call, but it's gonna be shocker ball out of bounds. Burton took that ball away from Durr down here on the uh, on the defensive end. And Durr and Stevenson both ended up on the floor, so it was four on four for a while. They were both down, kind of all tangled up with each other. And Greg Marshall, and this might be the hook and hold thing that kept Stevenson down. Eric's saying, I got, I got held. So they're gonna look at it on the monitor. And then uh, Anthony Jordan told Greg Marshall, now we'll look at it, but if he didn't, then you're charged with a timeout. So it's, it's like a, uh, an appeal play or uh, you know, uh, like throwing challenge. out a challenge flag. Yeah. Well, well, I think while they're at it, they might as well might look for that hockey check <laughs> that uh, Rod Brown got by uh, David Collins underneath the basket as he was catching the ball. Now, he, he got there before the ball did like that Patriots uh, Saints game the other night. Now Wichita State will have the ball regardless because the ball is out of bounds to them. If they do find a hook and hold or whatever it's technically called, then that's a, a flagrant one and Wichita State would get two free throws and then get the ball out of bounds. So either way, they're in a little better position than they have been. They're down 12 to four with 11.01 to go in the first half. 
Shockers haven't had a game this fast-paced uh, since the Memphis game down in Memphis, uh, the first conference game of the season. Uh, the, the, the rest of the games, Temple, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati were more half-court games, although Temple likes to get up and down too. But this is a very, very fast-paced game. Uh, uh, USF wants to get it and go, and they try to beat you down the floor. And so you got to rush back. you got to get on defense, but you don't have to guard very long. They're only going to make two or three passes, and somebody's going to put it up. And USF shoots about 44% from the field on the year. They're under 30 here in the first half. The Shockers have defended pretty well, contested shots. They haven't always boxed out quite as well as they should, but they've been doing a little better job of that since the last time out. And now a, a discussion by the officials about that last challenge by Greg Marshall about uh, Eric Stevenson being held down on the floor by Michael Durr. So the officials discussing whether they will uphold that challenge or not after what they saw on the monitor. If, if they deny it, the Shockers will still have the ball under their own basket but will lose a timeout. If they agree that Greg Marshall has a legitimate case, they'll get a couple of free throws and then the ball as well. They so, sure are talking a long yeah. time. Sure they're and, not ordering trying to figure out what they want <laughs> on their pizza after the game. Well, it's a very lengthy conversation, and Anthony Jordan really gesturing with his hands and arms as he kind of directs the discussion. Okay, they have called a flagrant one on Michael Durr of USF. So that will be his first, the team's third. This will be a couple of free throws for Wichita State, and they'll also have the ball because on any kind of technicals, and this rule changed a number of years ago, it used to be you lost possession if there was a technical. Now the possession goes back to whoever had it when the technical was enacted. So well, if uh, Reed Stevenson can make these two free throws, that'll be 12-6. And if they hit a three, it could be 12-9. So could possibly be a five-point trip here. Yeah, but if Eric, Eric needs to knock down the free throws first, then it's going to be shocker ball out underneath the basket on the baseline. He's going to shoot him. He's at 65.5% on the year. He's only had two attempts in the last seven games, though, and that was against Temple. He went one for two against Temple. Free throw up. Good. That's his first point of the game. You can hear some cheering for the Shockers behind us. There's a pretty good contingent of Shocker fans from the area and some that made the trip. That one's up and short and bounces in. All right. So Stevenson gets them both. It is now 12 to 6 USF. And Wichita State also gets the basketball under their own basket. You know, and sometimes when a guy gets a couple of free throws, it gets his confidence up. Maybe he can knock down a couple of threes now. Jamarius Burton to play it in. Shockers fan out in a 1-4 set. They look for the lob in the lane, then into Brown in the left corner. Rod up on the court to Dexter Dennis. Out front, Stevenson, right wing to Burton. Burton looking to Echenique on the block. Tried to throw it in there and it's batted out. They have Durr, the seven footer, out guarding Burton on the perimeter and then they had Mayan Kerr at 6'9", playing behind Echenique in the post. Well, when you run your out of bounds plays underneath, they switch all those screens and so you end up with mismatch, mismatches after the ball comes in on that out of bounds under. 14 on the shot clock. They'll play it in from the right corner. Marcus McDuffie back in the game for Rod Brown. It comes into Stevenson on the right wing, brings it back out front. Waiting to get it to Burton, has it on the left wing now. Jamarius drives in the lane, blows up a little floater, missed it. Rebound batted off the glass, still loose. Echenique picks it up, puts it up, missed a little hook, and it's out of bounds. Finally, last touch by Wichita State. Oh, really nice offensive rebound by Jaime Echenique, but his little jump hook rimmed out. It was halfway down and came back out of there 
Shockers are having a hard time making those little short ones around the basket. Yeah, the Shockers shooting numbers would be pretty incredible and on a negative way if they were shooting jump shots, but they've had at least seven or eight shots inside six feet that they have not been able to knock down. They've only taken about three shots outside. The rest of them have been inside. David Collins brings it up for USF. They've got Brown, Rito, Collins all back in the game. Rito catches right wing, looks inside, back out front to Durr. One dribble, left wing to Collins. Collins goes back door on Dexter Dennis, cut off at the baseline, didn't have the shot, not trying to clear it. And finally does in the corner to Rito, down to three to shoot. Rito trying to make a play, fall back jumper, good. Boy, wow. how many times has that happened to the Shockers in recent games where somebody got right down to the end of the shot clock, made a play, and Echenique running the floor, gets a pass and lays it in. Yeah, he beat everybody down the court and got the layup. 15-8 USF. Driving right, Rito all the way under. Throws it to Collins, breaking into the lane. Throws up a hook that rattles in and out. But Durr gets the rebound, puts it back, and was fouled by Dexter Dennis. Well, it's kind of the Collins and Rito show. The two guards, they're the guys that take the most of the shots. And then the other guys just crash the boards. And this time it was Michael Durr getting the offensive board and sticking it back in. Was Rito shot a three? I didn't think he was outside the line there on that jumper right before the shot clock, but they put up a three-point basket on the on the scoreboard. He jumped back and probably got behind the line. We can't see because the coaches are in our way. I couldn't see where he was on the court, but he jumped back before he shot it. Durr now with four. His free throw is in and out. Rebound to Marcus McDuffie. But they're saying the Shockers, uh, Jaime Echenique was in there too soon. Yeah, they were so anxious to block off Alexis Yetna that they got in there too soon. I didn't notice that Durr has a hitch in his uh, release or anything, but they both got faked out, Dexter Dennis and Echenique. Durr only 45.5% from the line on the year. Big freshman puts it up, and of course he got this one. They gave him an extra try, and he made it good. So a three-point play for Michael Durr, and that makes it a 18-8 USF lead here in the first half. Bringing it up, Jamarius Burton, left wing to Dexter Dennis. Gets a screen from Echenique, dribbles off of it into the keyhole area, down into the lane, goes all the way up and got it. Strong finish by Dexter Dennis for his first two points of the game. He didn't see Echenique, but he was wide open on the roll of the basket, but nice strong finish by Dennis. 18 to 10, Bulls. Rideau gives it to Collins, popping out front, dribbles off a screen to the right, then back left wing to Yetna. Looking into the post, then back out front to Collins, who dribbles to the left elbow, hands off to Rito, shot fake, drives it down the oh. lane, shoves off, tried to shovel a pass under, saves it out in the right corner to Brown. Out front, Collins, he drives it. Back out, Brown with a jumper, bangs off the back, Burton going for the rebound. Foul on Marcus McDuffie oh, on the rebound. Come I, on, that's a block off. And it was, it was, it was a clean box off. Foul on McDuffie's his second. You're, you're telling me you can't box off when these guys are flying in there to the offensive boards? You know, McDuffie's going to have to box off or he's going to get shoved underneath the basket. Haynes Jones in for Eric Stevenson and Morris Udeze is going to make his first appearance in a couple of games, taking McDuffie's place. So it's Udeze, Echenique, Haynes Jones, Dennis, and Burton. One and one for Alex Yetna. He is 61% from the line on the year. Free throw, good. That's the first point for Alexis Yetna, the redshirt freshman from Paris, France. He averages almost 13 a game. Over the last two games, he was 12 of 12 from the free throw line, 
but the four before that, seven for 17. He was only 54% before making those 12 in a row. Clangs that one off the back, rebound at Janike. So Yetna made one of two, and USF leads it 19 to 10. 8.49 to go in the first half. Burton in the front court, left wing to Dennis. Squared up on Brown. Now drops it in off the left side of the lane to Burton, who drives under, gets a couple of men in the air, and they're going to call him for traveling. Oh, man. Made the stop to make the shot fake, but dragged his foot. Yeah, just shuffled his feet a little bit, but a really nice baseline drive, and then a nice shot fake to get everybody up in the the air, but he shuffled his feet before he shot it. Shocker's picking up full court now, man-to-man. And making it tough for him to get it in. They do now to Rito, and they'll back off. Samaje Haynes-Jones picking him up full court, but not right up on him. Rito dribbles the right wing, dribble handoff to Brown. They run the weave out front, head up to Collins, and they're going to they're going to call a foul on Dexter Dennis on a moving screen by Justin Brown. Brown just leveled him moving into him and they're going to call the foul on Dexter and that's his second so that is eight team fouls now on Wichita State three on South Florida well I sure looked like the offensive guy ran right into Dexter Dennis there but uh, they worked on that in practice day they're running that old three-man weave out front and they're supposed to open up and go behind it because they're they're a good step behind the free three-point line Brown front end of the one and one, missed it, and he's an 80% free throw shooter, and Eric Stevenson with the rebound. So the Shockers have it back, still down nine. Walking it up, Jamarius Burton across the timeline, middle of the floor, works to the right side, out front to Stevenson. Looking high-low, bounced it in there to Udeze, double team on him, knocked away by Rideau out of bounds. Well, we always have to know where LaQuincy Rideau <laughs> yeah. is. I was just getting ready to say that because Udeze got the ball and Rideau was down there just waiting for him to put it down so he could steal the basketball. Shockers to play it in from the baseline, 16 on the shot clock as they play it in. Burton looking under, lobs and throws it over the head of Echenique. It's tipped up in the air by Udeze. And I guess they're going to call a foul on Udeze for kind of going over somebody's back to try to keep that one in play. Well, they had the lob to Echenique, but he threw it too far, and so it went past him more towards Morris Udeze. Nine team fouls now on Wichita State. One and one for USF. Mayan Kerr will be shooting the one and one. Just under 70% on the year, 37 of 53. Right end is up, too hard off the back. That one was a brick, rebounded by Udeze for Wichita State. So USF doing the Shockers some favors by missing free throws. In the offensive end, Burton started to drive it, takes it back out to the left wing, works off the screen. Then on the right side, Haynes Jones above the wing. He goes back door, drives it all the way in, a little pull up, and they're going to call a charging foul on Samaje Haynes Jones. Yeah, he needed a pull up. Uh, the defender did a pretty good job. Yetna did a pretty good job of coming over from the weak side and setting up down there. Uh, Samaje needed a pull up and shoot about a 10-footer there off the glass. Under eight timeout, coming at 7.50 remaining in the first half. It's South Florida 19, Wichita State 10. It's time for basketball, and the Shockers promise to be as tough on the opposition as sunshine is on a snowman. Make sure you roll into every WSU game on tires from Kansas Land Tire. Kansas Land Tire provides excellent value on tires, but their service, oh, their service, that's the winning three-pointer at the buzzer. It's a thing of beauty. To find the nearest Kansas Land Tire store, go online at the tire store.com and remember if you're out of air or need repair these guys care 
heading out to cheer on the Shockers as they take on AAC rivals as a proud sponsor of Wichita State Athletics, Equity Bank has your back. Whether you're road tripping with the team or heading to the gym, Equity Bank customers wave goodbye to ATM fees anywhere in the country, any bank, anytime. Stop by your local Equity Bank and get your black and yellow card. Then cheer on our Shockers on the road to March. Bank angry. Equity Bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, sir, you should receive your new debit card in about five days. Great. And when will my pancakes arrive? Sorry? Well, at IHOP, when you order a breakfast combo, you get all-you-can-eat pancakes, so... Uh, We're a bank. We don't have pancakes. It's 2019, Nancy. You should be selling pancakes. Okay. Anything else, sir? Yes. Let's talk syrup. IHOP, every breakfast combo comes with all-you-can-eat pancakes or just all-you-can-eat-the-pancakes for $4.99. For Plus. WSU Shocker Basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. USF 19, Wichita State 10, 7.50 to go in the first half. USF 7 of 22, just 32%. They have hit three of eight threes. Just two of five from the line. They've missed the front ends of two straight one and ones. Wichita State, though, four for 17, 23.5%. 0 for five from three. They've made their only free throws. They have cut the rebounding margin to one. It's 16-15 USF, but the Shockers have nine turnovers to four and miraculously have only been outscored 2-0 on points after turnovers. Yeah, I think they missed about four point-blank shots. If they make those shots that you should make about 80-90% of the time, it would be a 19-18 game. USF ball, Shockers pressing full court. They get it into Kerr and then back to Rito, and the Shockers will drop back, pick up half-court man-to-man. Rito into the front court, bounces high post to Yetna, handoff for Collins, and this time they are going to call the offensive foul on the handoff and screen. Let's see who it's against. Ten. Going to be on Yetna, who made the handoff and then pivoted into the defender. His first, team's fourth, so the Shockers get it back, still trailing by nine. Yeah, good defense that time, fighting through that, that cut between the uh, between the handoff and the cutter. Stevenson, Burton, Haynes-Jones, Udeze, and Echenique for the Shockers. Burton working it to the right wing. Then mid lane to Echenique goes in and dunks with both hands. Yeah, wide open that time. The, the set play worked beautifully, and it was a nice pass into Echenique. Burton to Echenique. Jaime with six now. Cuts the lead to seven. Rito to Collins out front. It's Rito, Collins, Yetna, Working his way into the lane. Rito throws it left wing to Kerr. He drives it, spins, stumbles, got it almost stripped, and they're going to call a foul on Wichita State. I thought it was a travel. That's what Greg Marshall's saying to Tony Green. He stumbled backwards. Wichita State foul number 21. It's on Echenique. So he has two. McDuffie has two. Dennis has two. This is going to be two shots. Who's the, who's the foul on? Was it on Echenique? It was Echenike? on Echenique. And this is going to be two shots for Mayan Kerr. Kerr, almost a 70% foul shooter, missed the front end of a one and one just a moment ago. He is a 6'9 sophomore from Bradenton, Florida, and a transfer from LSU. Free throw is good. That's Kerr's first point. Puts USF three for six from the free throw line. The lead back to eight points. Yeah, this young man's all arms and legs. He's got uh, uh, quite, quite long arms. Listed 6'9", 220. Doesn't look 220. Makes them both. So he gets two, puts the lead back to nine. It is USF by nine with 7.08 to go in the first half. 21-12 Bulls. Echenique at and poor Bear Chandler in. 
So Greg Marshall has all three of his starters who have two fouls out of the game right now. Burton into the front court for Wichita State, works to the right wing, right corner to Stevenson. Looks inside, took a couple of dribbles, gives it to Burton along the right sideline. Up above the wing area, drives it to the middle, bounce pass mid lane, Udeze spins in there, little jump hook, missed it off the back, rebound Rito. Again, a pretty good shot, but just couldn't get it down. Left wing Lang, down the left block, Kerr. Kerr with a handoff, Rito slams into Udeze, but shovels in the lane, to Yetna who lays it in. Yeah, really nice pass that time from Rito to Yetna. He slipped inside Poor Bear that time and got himself open. Yetna with three now, the lead up to 11 for USF, 23 to 12. Haynes Jones, one-on-one against David Collins out front. Dribbles to the right wing, looks for a ball screen, drives it, throws it left side for Burton. They give him a little room, he's gonna take the three, no good off the opposite rim, but Stevenson fighting for it, may have bounced it off a USF player, it's out of bounds, back to the Shockers. Yeah, good, good hustle that time by Eric Stevenson, going for that offensive rebound. Castaneda in and Collins out for South Florida. Wichita State to inbound from the baseline. Greg Marshall giving him the call from the sideline. Antun Marichevich, who was in briefly earlier in the game, back in as a post player for USF. 6'10 junior from Croatia, transfer from Casper College. Out front, Burton spinning on the dribble near the right corner to Haynes Jones, Samaje. In the lane, Burton going all the way to the basket, missed the left-handed layup and the rebound to USF. Boy, wow. the Shockers have missed a bunch of close-in shots. Pass under, tough catch by Yetton in traffic. Reverse layup, left it a little short, rebound Udeze for the Shockers. That was a nice move by Yetna, but he didn't quite get it up on the board. Burton looking high-low to Poor Bear, didn't get it in there. Left wing to Haynes Jones, little juke. Three from the left elbow, way off the mark. That was short left. Missed Wide. badly. Wide open shot that time by Samaje, but uh, missed it badly, as Mike said. Castaneda driving it, then dishes right wing. Shot fake by Yetna. He drives it all the way in the lane, throws up a runner, and he ran over Morris Udeze after releasing the shot. So Yetna picks up his second foul on a charge. 15 foul on USF. The Shockers get it back, still down by 11. Morris Udeze hasn't been able to play much lately, but that's one thing that he does really well when he's uh, on the weak side. He comes over and draws charges very well defensively. He's going to come out. Rod Brown is in in 14 and a half minutes, 14.37 to be exact. The Shockers have scored 12 points in this first half. They are five for 22 from the field. Burton into the front court, dribbling to the left elbow, out front to Haynes Jones, right wing Brown. Fakes, drives, back out to Haynes Jones, left wing Stevenson, put it on the floor, and then gives it up to Burton. 13 on the shot clock. Jamarius gets a screen from Rod Brown. Over on the right wing, Haynes Jones. Got a whistle away from the ball. It looks like it's gonna be a hold on Michael Durr as Poor Bear Chandler popped out to set a screen. And Durr held him. That's going to be his second. 17 foul. So this will be a one and one coming for Wichita State. Corbear Chandler to the line. Corbear's been pretty good from the line, shooting 77%. He's five for five in league play, so he's been converting on his free throws. Last time he shot any were against Houston. Made two of two in that game. Hasn't been to the line in the last two games. 5.01 to go in the first half. Front end bounces out. Shockers just cannot make anything in this first half. That basket doesn't work down there. 4.55 to go first half. 23 to 12, USF. Castaneda out between the circles. Right wing Dorito. Slow dribble, looking for a drive. And then a whistle away from the ball. They're going to call an illegal screen 
I believe, on Marichevich. He, right. he moved right through it, didn't set himself. That's the eighth team foul on the Bulls. Shockers get it back. Stevenson is out. McDuffie's going to come back in playing with three fouls, or two fouls. Well, they're going to do this offense-defense stuff with McDuffie, uh, probably. Uh, so Coach Marshall is kind of getting him in there for offense. Burton bringing it up against Castaneda. It was all over him. Jamarius got to the top, picked it up, left wing to Haynes-Jones. Looked to the post, couldn't get it in there. Out front to McDuffie. Marcus over on the left wing to poor Bear Chandler. Shot fake, another shot fake, and gives it up out front to Burton. Dribbles left, looking to drive it. Spins back out. Now does drive it. Gets in the lane. Tries to throw it off to poor Bear Chandler. And he hooked gonna, him. Yeah. Going to call an offensive foul on Burton for taking his lead arm and hooking it around the defender to clear him out of the way. So that's his second foul. Yeah, that was a good call. He did. He hooked him as he drove with his right hand. Walk on Eli Farrakhan checks into the Shocker lineup. Eli, 5'11", junior from Melbourne, Florida. So back in his home state. Shocker's down 11. Look out. Look out. Whoa, Farrakhan almost got cold cocked by Kerr on a screen in the backcourt. USF gets it in front, Castaneda out near the timeline to Kerr at the high post, guarded by Brown. Kerr gets it over to Lang, and Lang hands it off to Castaneda. Back on the right side, Kerr taking it down low, kind of shoved off, now throws it back out to Kerr. Kerr driving, jump stop through, and it got stripped away. Couldn't see who stripped it, maybe Rod Brown, but Haynes Jones has it for the Shockers. Into the front court driving, goes all the way down the lane, left it short, rebound Rod Brown, trying to get it out of there, does to Poor Bear out front to Farrakhan. He drives it and then pulls it back out. Now on the right wing, Haynes Jones drives baseline, all the way in, gets the layup. Yeah. His first two points of the first half as the Shockers cut the lead to nine. Yeah, Shockers just stayed with it there and kept that ball alive. And uh, Samaje, nice drive down the right baseline. Nice offensive rebound by Rod Brown to keep the possession in play. Collins dribbling down the right side of the lane, flips it out to Lang, little shot and head fake, puts it on the floor, takes it out front, hands off to Collins. Collins gets a call from Brian Gregory on the bench. Eight to shoot. Collins driving, challenges poor Bear, threw up a bad shot, but gets his own rebound, missed that. Rebound Marichevich, and he gets a little jump hook. Yeah, poor Bear was backing off so he wouldn't get called on a foul by Collins, but when Collins missed it short, it came right back to him. Haynes Jones at the top, crosses over, hands it off to Farrakhan. 2.50 to go, first half. Shockers down 11, 25 to 14. Farrakhan over to Rod Brown at the right elbow. Hand off to McDuffie. A lot of contact, no foul either way. McDuffie takes it in the lane, draws contact, got a shot up. They're going to call the foul on T.J. Lang and give Marcus McDuffie two shots. That'll get us to the under four timeout, coming with 2.40 to go in the first half. It is USF 25, Wichita State 14. WSU Shocker Basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. Wichita State holding USF to 9 of 27 shooting, 33%, 3 of 8 from 3. Normally they'd be in pretty good shape with that, 25 points in 17 and a half minutes. But the Shockers are 6 of 24, 25%, 0 of 7 from 3, 2 of 3 from the free throw line. Bob did point out hopefully that uh, the Shockers are two of seven, a blazing 29% over the last segment since the last time out. And, and think about all the point blank shots they've missed. I, I, I'm sure it's been at least four and probably oh, more five. more like seven or eight in my mind. You know, five more two-point two shots, that's 10 points. It's 25-24 games. So if they're just making their point blank shots, they're right in this game. 
Shockers getting out rebounded 22 to 18. They have 10 turnovers to eight, but at one time it was nine to four, so they have even that count out a little bit. But Duffy at the free throw line, first of two, up and short. Even he is missing free throws. And that's just a, and poor Bear Chandler, a good free throw shooter, missed the front end of a one and one. The Shockers just cannot get anything in the basket tonight. Yeah, Duffy's 91% in league play from the free throw line. Now he's coming out. Morris Udeze is coming in for the defensive stand. Marcus with three in the first half as he made that second free throw. The lead is 10 for USF. Comes into Castaneda. He's picked up by Eli Farrakhan. It's Farrakhan, Haynes Jones, Rod Brown, Morris Udeze, Poor Bear Chandler for Wichita State. Castaneda dribbles left to the wing, keeps his dribble, picked it up now. Hard pass on the left wing to Rido. Way back out front to Castaneda. Works into the keyhole over to Kerr. Kerr's going to drive it. Just ran into two defenders. Going to call a foul on Poor Bear Chandler, but he just kind of jumped in between and into the two defenders. I would see if Poor Bear really kept his position solidly, but that easily could have been a travel or an offensive foul even. Yeah, normally when a guy drives out of control like that, they don't give him a call, but uh, they decided to that time. He was just bound to determine to drive no matter how many defenders were in his way. He's going to shoot two. He missed his first, made the last two, and again, just barely under 70% on the year for Mayan Kerr. First one's up and rolls off. Spun all the way around the cylinder and popped out. McDuffie back in. Rod Brown out with 2.19 to go in the first half. Doing a little offensive-defensive substitution to try to keep McDuffie out of foul trouble. Kerr lining it up for his second try. Free throw up, and that one's out in and out, but it popped back in. So Kerr gets one of two. USF matching its biggest lead at 11. They've had three or four 11-point leads now. Farrakhan bringing it up against Castaneda. Drives it across the timeline on the right side of the floor. Keeps it in the middle over on the right wing to McDuffie. Tried to get by Collins, and then the ball got slapped out of bounds off the foot of David Collins. Collins is trying to lobby that it hit McDuffie, but the Shockers will keep it with 18 on the clock. 18 on the shot clock, 2.07 to go first half. Wichita State down by 11. Eli Farrakhan was going to play it in, but they want McDuffie to do it, get a little more height over Collins is guarding it. Comes into Farrakhan, right side of the floor. Has a ball screen, drives it left over on the left wing to Haynes Jones. He gets a ball screen, drives it. Dishes over to Farrakhan, passed up a shot out to Haynes Jones, shot fake, steps right, three-pointer off the mark, air ball. Hain, or, uh, poor Bear trying to save it, but he stepped right, kind of cleared himself for an open shot, and just it came up a couple of feet short of the basket. Yeah, I think he should have shot it on the catch. He was wide open on the catch, but wasn't ready to shoot the basketball, made that little one dribble to the right, but he was floating to the right when he shot it. He just His outside shot is off tonight. Rod Brown back in, and Mar Marcus McDuffie out since Marcus has two fouls. Castaneda, handoff to Rideau, drives across the front, then over left wing, Kerr for three. No good, that's an air ball. Recovered by Rod Brown on the baseline, up to Haynes Jones. Samaje along the left sideline. Minute and a half to go, first half. Haynes Jones, working the right side, pulls it back, gives it to Farrakhan right wing. He pulls it back out near the timeline, looking for a ball screen. Dribbles, picks it up, gives to Haynes Jones, down to 11 to shoot. Samaje, right side of the floor. Comes back to the middle, trying to penetrate. 
Steps back and fires. That's off the mark. Tipped up in the air by Poor Bear, but recovered by Kerr for USF. Yeah, kind of a stagnant offensive possession that time by the Shockers. Rito for three. That's off the front of the rim. Rebound Rod Brown. Quick shot by USF in transition. Shockers get the rebound. They're still down 11. Haynes Jones taking it down the right side of the lane. Cut off by the bigger Kerr. Brings it back up to the wing. Now looking to go one-on-one -on -one against Kerr. Takes it back out front over on the left wing to Farrakhan. Eli off the screen, brings it to the top. Right wing, Haynes Jones, looking to block to Udeze. Nine to shoot, drives right, steps back, long jumper, short, rebound, recovered by Rito for USF, brings it up court to a driving David Collins. Cut off, man goes down, they're gonna call the foul on Haynes Jones for a block as he tried to set up position. Collins banged into him, and the foul is on Haynes Jones. Yeah, he tried to sell the uh, charge. I thought maybe it was a no call because uh, Samaje went down pretty quickly when there was contact, but he ends up picking up the call. Five Wichita State players have been called for two fouls in the first half. Three USF players have two. Free throw by Collins rolls in. David Collins now with four points. He is USF's leading scorer on the year, averaging just under 15 per game, shoots 67% from the free throw line. He'll get one more. Asbjorn meet guard Eric Stevenson, Marcus McDuffie in, joining Poor Bear. And actually now the Shockers have six guys in. Poor Bear wasn't supposed to be in there, and he comes back out. So it is Asbjorn meet guard, Marcus McDuffie, and then three guards, Stevenson, Farrakhan, and Ricky Torres. 23 and a half seconds to go in the first half. Free throw, good. So it's now a 13-point lead for USF, their biggest of the first half. Full court pressure by Rideau on Torres. And Rideau came over his back, slapped at it, knocked it off his knee out of bounds. It was off Ricky Torres before it went out, but I thought Rideau should have been called for an over-the-shoulder foul there, reaching in and hacking at it. I'll tell you what, you gotta be careful passing the ball around that kid. Uh, he's got really quick hands. Reminds me of a big version of Van Vliet. USF takes a 30 because they want to call set up a play now. They'll have a front court inbounds play with 23 seconds left in the first half, already leading by 13. Attention, Shocker fans. If you want to shop the largest selection of Shocker gear in town, then visit the Shocker store, the official store of Wichita State University. Check out their newest location in WSU's Brayburn Square or visit them in WSU's Radigan Student Center. And if you're not local, remember you can always shop online 24-7 at shockerstore.com. Find everything you need for every generation of Shocker Nation at the Shocker Store. Well, I think Shockers are going to get another shot because I don't think they can hold the ball for 22 <laughs> seconds without shooting. Let's see. We're going to play it from the left sideline near the corner. David Collins will play it in. Eric Stevenson guarding him. We've got a whistle away from the ball. Rideau went down. Brown ran right into him. Foul on Rod Brown, his first. This will be two shots for LaQuincy Rideau. And no time expired because they hadn't thrown the ball in yet. It was a cut trying to set up the inbounds pass. Rideau has not been to the foul line, has seven points to lead all scorers for both teams. Just 53% on the year. Free thrower rolls in. So LaQuincy Rito with eight points. And he'll get one more here. He could move the lead all the way to 15. It's 29-15 Bulls. Free throw up. Got it. 
So a 15-point lead for USF as Wichita State has only scored 15 points in the entire first half. Marcus McDuffie back in to give the Shockers another offensive threat. Ricky Torres bringing it up. Gets around Rito, drives the left side, comes back off a screen by Meat Guard. Now to Meat Guard rolling, and he missed the layup. But a foul on USF. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he was right there. Now, there was a guy next to him, but uh, it was pretty uncontested and just missed the layup. But at least he's going to go to the line for a couple of free throws. Well executed pick and roll, and he rolled clean to the basket. That basket has been a challenge down there. Not sure who the foul was on. Asbjorn has not scored so far tonight. Free throw up and short. It's just, I, I mean, I'm just stunned by how badly the Shockers are shooting it. They're now three for six from the free throw line with some guys that are normally good free throw shooters and just missing a lot of virtually point blank shots. That one's up, in and out, too hard. Rod Brown fighting for it, but it's cleared by Mayan Kerr. And now they'll try to hustle it up court, get a quick shot. Rito driving it, left of the lane. Little fake pass, backing down Ricky Torres, fall away jumper, missed it badly at the buzzer. So we'll go to the intermission with USF up 15. The Shockers held the Bulls to a poor shooting percentage and just 30 points, and they're still down 15 at halftime thanks to their own poor shooting. Medica Health Plans are a different kind of healthy plan. Quality coverage created for people, not for profit, and trusted by over a million members. They have big plans for you. Take a look soon at Medica Health Plans. Stay tuned for the Credit Union of America Halftime Show with the score, University of South Florida 30, Wichita State 15. WSU Shocker Basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. Welcome back to the Yingling Center in Tampa, Florida, and tonight's Credit Union of America halftime show. Competitively priced services from checking accounts to home loans and everything in between. That's Credit Union of America, a proud sponsor of WSU basketball. Wichita State held USF to 30% shooting on 9 of 30, 3 of 10 from 3, and yet they trail 30 to 15 at halftime as the Shockers shot 22%, including 0 for 8 from 3. And certainly we've seen this team challenged at times to score, Bob, but this was almost indescribable how bad they were offensively in the first half. Well, and, and I don't think you can say that uh, USF took them out of their offense. The Shockers ran their offense fairly well and got a number of, of good shots right at the basket. But wow, they missed a lot of close shots uh, off the offense, and then they missed some really nice uh, short putbacks uh, on offensive rebounds. So they've, they've got enough easy ones. If they'd have put those in, it would be a very close ball game, but uh, it's not. Wichita State had seven offensive rebounds, only four second chance points. USF, 10 offensive rebounds, had eight second chance points. So they didn't do as good a job as they typically do either on, on putbacks but the Shockers were out-rebounded by five in the first half. We knew that part would be a challenge for them, and, and Echenique, McDuffie, Dexter Dennis all spent sizable time on the bench because of fouls, which takes three of your best rebounders out of the game. And, and to be fair to the referees, there, there, was a, there was a couple of questionable calls, we thought two or three, but, but a lot of the fouls, the Shockers were, they did have their hands on the, the Bulls when they were cutting, running their offense, and uh, they got called for it. So they're gonna have to block those cutters 
without using their hands and prevent those fouls because uh, uh, we're going to run out of players here. And Bob, you mentioned it. I mean, it's, there's not a lot of analysis to, to put into this. The Shockers, when they run their offense, are getting shots, and they've been able to run their offense quite a bit. You've got to be able to finish those close-in shots and, and make the offense pay off. And then the other th the main things, they've just got to continue to do a better job of getting on the boards, I think. Well, and they've knocked down three three uh, three th three point shots, and the Shockers are 0 for 8 from three, and uh, a number of those were pretty good looks, wide open looks. They weren't contested. Uh, Samaje Haynes-Jones has had a number of uh, pretty good looks from three. He is 0 for 4, and uh, and I thought McDuffie had a good look. Stevenson had a wide open look too. So. They're going to have to knock down some of those three-pointers, and they're going to have to finish inside to have a chance, and then they're going to have to get the turnovers under control, Mike. They've got 11 turnovers. They're on schedule to have 20-plus turnovers if they don't cut down on the uh, turnover. Nine of those were in about the first 12 minutes, so they did do a little better job from there of, of cutting down on those. But Shockers are in deep here against USF, down 30-15 to 15 at halftime. Since we were traveling last night, no Greg Marshall coaches show last night, but that will continue next Monday from AJ Sports Grill at the Alley from 6 to 7 on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. And we'll be back with more on the Credit Union of America halftime show. He's on 103.7 KEYN Wichita. Welcome back to the Credit Union of America Halftime Show. Tonight from Tampa, Florida. And remember, anytime the Shockers win, it's a party the next day at Tad's Locker Room. Depending on how many points the Shockers score, you save 10, 15, or even 25% off all Shocker merchandise the next day. And whatever the discount, you'll always be happy to say, I got it at Tad's. Tad's Locker Room, East and West. USF leading Wichita State 30 to 15 at halftime. We go inside the numbers with a look at the halftime stats brought to you by BKD, CPAs and advisors. Everyone needs a trusted advisor. Who's yours? Wichita State shot 22% in the first half on 6 of 27, including 0 of 8 from 3, and they were only 3 of 7 from the free throw line. Guys that are normally good free throw shooters. Asburn Meatguard was 0 for 2. Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler missed the front end of a 1 and 1. Marcus McDuffie went 1 for 2 from the line. For USF, 9 of 30, just 30%. 3 of 10 from 3, that's 30%. 9 of 13 from the free throw line. The Bulls were plus 5 on the boards, 26-21, and had 8 turnovers to Wichita State's 11. Leading USF, LaQuincy Rideau, he was only three of nine from the field, one of three from three, but got nine points to lead all scorers, five each for Michael Durr and David Collins, three points apiece for Alexis Yetna, Mayan Kerr, and TJ Lang, and Anton Mirachevich pitched in with two points on an offensive rebound. For Wichita State, the leading scorer is Jaime Echenique with six, and he was three of five from the field. Only played seven minutes, though, because of two fouls. Three points for Marcus McDuffie. He was only one of three from the field. Two points apiece for Samaje Haynes-Jones and Eric Stevenson. Stevenson made two free throws after a uh, technical foul, and Samaje his two points on one of nine shooting. Leading rebounder for the Shockers, Asbjorn Meatguard with four. Rod Brown had three. Wichita State down 30 to 15 
at halftime. Shocker Sports Properties and Wichita State Athletics would like to thank the Shocker Ambassadors, Wichita State's elite level of corporate partners, House of Schwann, Delta Dental, Coke Industries, the Kansas Star Casino, and Cox Communications. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of Wichita State Athletics, call Shocker Sports Properties at 316-978-7552. We'll take a look at the scoreboard, get you ready for the second half when we come back on the Credit Union of America Halftime Show. At Shelter Insurance, we know landlords have to keep up with their renters, even if they're related. WSU Shocker Basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. Welcome back to the Credit Union of America Halftime Show. The scoreboard update is brought to you by State Farm. Protect your car and home with State Farm. Here to help life go right. Talk to an agent today at 1-800-STATE-FARM. Finals from the top 25. Number 16, Auburn loses by three at South Carolina. The Gamecocks starting to make some noise in the SEC. That final was 80-77. to Number five, Michigan held on against Minnesota in Ann Arbor, 59-57 to move to 18-1. Number eight, Kentucky beat number 22, Mississippi State, 76-55. Kansas State knocked off number 14, Texas Tech, 58-45 in Manhattan. The Wildcats now 15-4. And number 18, Villanova won at Butler, 80-72. Number 14, Buffalo down eight in the second half at Northern Illinois, 46 36, and that's pretty much it around the uh, at uh, very early stage of the first half. Alabama, a shocker opponent earlier, leading number 20, Mississippi, 8-7 to seven in Tuscaloosa. So those are our other scores. We'll get ready for the second half here, and uh, it may be as simple as Wichita State just starting to make some shots. Well, Mike, there's a reason James Naismith called it basketball. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to take the ball and put it in the basket, and uh, Shockers have had a hard time doing that here in the first half. So hopefully they'll loosen up and start sticking the ball in the basket because they can play with this team if they can find some offense. What's unusual about this score at the moment is that Wichita State has tended a little bit to be a team that's played better in the first half than the second and then maybe stumble a little bit protecting a lead. I've seen USF on more than one occasion be down double digits in the first half and then come grinding back and make a game of it. So we'll see if the Shockers can flip the script a little bit here tonight. Yeah, they did it against Temple uh, at Temple. And they, uh, they were down 15, uh, or I guess that game was here. They were down 15 and, and turned them over seven straight, six out of seven trips down the floor and get, came back and made that game go into overtime. So, yeah, Shockers need to, to make a run and, and uh, see if they can flip this game over and make a really have a really good second half and get this thing close. If you can continue to hold the team to 30%, you ought to have a chance. 30% and 30 points and a half, you ought to be in the game. But the Shockers are down 15 because of their own offensive struggles. They'll start the half with Samaje Haynes-Jones, Dexter, Dexter Dennis, Marcus McDuffie, Jaime Echenique, and Jamarius Burton. Yeah. And it's Rito, Yetna, Collins, Durr, and Brown for USF. The Bulls have the ball first. Brown was looking at Durr to throw it into him. Durr wasn't paying any attention to him, so Rito broke into the backcourt, took the inbounds pass, and he brings it into the front court. Standing dribble out front, right side of the floor to Collins above the wing, brings it back to the middle, left wing Rito. Looks inside, 
Gets a screen from Yetna, uses it. Now back to Yetna, the screamer, drives it, slams into Echenique. They're going to wave off the basket. Jaime really stood in there and waited a long time. Yetna covered a lot of ground before he landed on him. And that's going to be Alexis Yetna's third foul. Takes away the basket and gives it to the Shockers. Yeah, nice nice, nice rotation, weak side defense by Echenique coming over and helping McDuffie as uh, Yetna drove to the basket. And Brian Gregory takes Yetna out, sends in Mayan Kerr on the front line for USF. Burton brings it across the timeline, goes right wing to Haynes Jones. Duffy pops out front to get it, looks left, but Dennis was denied. Now he gets it to Dexter above the left wing. Down to the left block for Echenique, looking for the double team. Drops it under to Burton for the layup. Rito tried to cheat off and help steal the ball, and Burton made a cut to the basket. Exactly, Mike. That was a nice read by Echenique. First two of the game for Jamarius Burton. Cuts the lead to 13. Zone D this time. Left wing, Collins out front, Rito. Penetrating, cut off, goes under the basket, though. It'll reverse block by Echenique. Keep it up. He got fooled on that on the first possession of the game, but that time lurked in there and blocked the shot. At the top, Echenique fakes, hands off to McDuffie. Marcus maybe had a shot, now drives a little bit, gives it to Dennis. Left corner, Haynes Jones, back up to the wing. Brings it way out front. Takes it to the right side of the floor. Shockers reset. He drives it off the screen. Left wing Burton. He gets a screen from Echenique. Looking inside. Left wing Dennis. He drives it. Almost got it stripped. Out to Burton. Pulls up from 17. Off the back. Rebound to Kerr. That was a good effort by Burton after a near steal to get the ball. At least get a decent shot off. Rito. Way out front with it, dribbles left, and now drops it cross court to Brown. Brown driving on Dennis, picked up his dribble, trying to get it to the post, finally gets it in there for Kerr. Kerr trying to take it underneath, shovels it over to Durr, goes for the dunk. He didn't get the dunk, but he rattled it off the rim and it bounced in. Yeah, Echenique came over to, came over to help McDuffie, and Burton didn't rotate inside of Echenique's man on the weak side, and that's why he got the dunk. Durr with seven, and the lead back to 15 for the Bulls, 32-17. Haynes Jones dribbling right wing in the right corner to Burton. Jamarius throws it in the block to Echenique. Wheels baseline, goes under, trying to make a reverse layup. Ball got stripped loose, picked up by Durr. Long pass up court to David Collins. Collins drives it into the keyhole, shoves it right wing. Brown with the jumper in and out, but the rebound to big Michael Durr. Goes up inside, blocked from behind by Echenique, who clears the rebound, and then he's called for traveling. And Jaime's pointing to his right foot, saying, I never moved it. Oh, hand that ball to the referee, young man. He, he might have got away with a foul on that block, uh, so, but, but I didn't think he traveled. I thought he kept his right foot down. Udeze in for Echenique for the Shockers. David Collins playing it in, left corner to Rido. Rido off a screen, dribbles into the lane, and a little pull up, and left it short. Rebound, Haynes Jones had it. Got ball got stripped away. It's still loose on the floor. Rido picks it up, dribbles out of there, double teamed on the baseline, throws a pass out front, and got it to Collins. Another missed opportunity for the Shockers on a defensive rebound. They had too many of those early in the first half. Yeah, Rito just took it away from him. That kid must have really strong hands. Rito way out near the timeline, shot clock at 10. Now going to put it on the floor, looking for an angle off the screen, drives the lane, little Euro step around Udeze, and they're going to call him for traveling. Got an extra step in there. Pretty good help by Udeze that time, and the Shockers will get it back, still trailing by 15. Yeah, an acrobatic call by the referee on the far sideline. Ball comes in to Jamarius Burton, and he'll bring it up against Rito. Couple of crossovers, dribbles right, all the way to the wing, off the screen by McDuffie to near the corner, back out to Haynes Jones. 
Samaje pulls it back a little bit, guarded by the bigger Justin Brown, hands off to Burton. Burton standing dribble out front, left wing to Dexter Dennis. Looks for an angle to drive, got cut off with help from Rideau, left wing McDuffie. Five to shoot, steps back, gets man in the air, forces, they didn't call the foul, and it's an air ball. He tried to get the man to step into him, kind of forced the contact himself and didn't get the foul call he was looking for. Uh, I think that's a fair no call there because Marcus was definitely jumping into him trying to get the call and uh, didn't get it. It's kind of a desperation play at the end of the shot clock. The Shockers twice now have let the clock get right down to the very end before they were able to get any kind of shot in the air. Yeah, USF has tightened up their man-to-man defense in the half court. Shockers having a hard time uh, getting a shot. Collins way out on the left side of the floor, across to Rideau right side, still above the arc. One dribble over to Collins, wide open three, bounces out, rebound knocked loose, picked up and missed by Brown, and the rebound still loose on the floor. Udeze goes on the floor and saves to McDuffie. Marcus gives it to Haynes-Jones, it's four on two. Samaje over in the right corner to McDuffie, shot fake over to Dennis, three from the right elbow, off the back iron. Oh, good wide open look that time by Dexter. And Collins running the floor, the other end blocked by Dennis, they call a foul on Dexter Dennis, and I don't, I didn't think he got him. It looked like a, it was a clean block up top for sure, unless he got him with the body. Uh, It'll be two shots coming for Collins. I'll tell you what, Dexter made a hell of a, a heck of a defensive play that time, blocking that shot in transition. But he got called for a foul as they go to a timeout. That'll be his third first team foul of the half. So the Shockers have been unable to gain any ground at 15.45 to go in the second half. It's USF 32, Wichita State 17. WSU Shocker Basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. Wichita State only one of four in the second half, 0 for 2 from 3. USF is one of seven in the second half, 0 for 2 from 3. So it's 2-2 so far in the half, and the margin stays at 15 for the Bulls, 32-17. David Collins going to the line for two after a foul called on Dexter Dennis on a blocked shot attempt. David Collins, two for two from the free throw line and has five points in the ball game. First of two is up and good. Collins is not one of the best free throw shooters on the team, but 67%. They're only 62 and a half as a team on the year. That one's up and short. Rebound to Marcus McDuffie. Went up and snatched it in against his chest. So the Shockers have it down by 16. That's the biggest deficit they've faced tonight. McDuffie hands it out front to Burton. Left wing Stevenson, three left elbow way off the bar. He came clean off a screen. It was wide open, and it didn't hit the rim. It was short left, didn't didn't graze the rim. USF ball. Shocker shooting tonight has been something to behold, and I'm afraid a very negative way. 0 for 11 from three, and and a number of them have been pretty wide open looks. Rito walks it into the front court. Then flips it out on the right wing to Brown. Stevenson up on him. Brown took one dribble, picks it up, back over to Kerr, and then out front to Rito again. Rito gets a screen, dribbles right, throws it back out to Collins, takes it in the lane, then ball stripped loose. On the floor, McDuffie, and he throws it out of bounds, trying to save it. So it'll stay with USF. Let's see if they reset the shot clock. And they are, that's going to, they're going to reset it. So the Shockers almost had the ball, and instead it goes back to a full 30 for USF. Yeah, McDuffie got on the floor first, dove down there and got it, but he was trying to flip it over to Stevenson and went out of bounds by Stevenson. So USF will play it in from the sideline, Lang out front to Rito. 
Rito waiting for somebody to clear. Right wing Collins takes it in the lane, bounces under Marichevich out in the left corner to Lang. Good recovery by the Shockers. On They were able to recover and not give up a good shot on any of those passes. Now Rito penetrating a little, lobs it for Kerr, who gets it, gets a man in the air and gets the layup. Yeah, a little pick and roll that time, and uh, Kerr couldn't get the initial shot, so he went underneath the basket on a reverse shot. His first field goal, he's got five. Burton driving all the way under, out in the left corner to Stevenson. He drives, kicks it out front to McDuffie, a long three. Good. Marcus McDuffie with the Shockers' first three-point basket of the game. He now has six points, and that cuts the lead back to 15, 35-20. 11 straight misses. Maybe that takes the lid off the basket. They can make a few here in the second half. USF inbounds it to Rideau. Greg Marshall was just yelling at the official because USF had switched inbounders, took about 10 seconds to get somebody to the ball to play it in. Collins drives the lane, throws one up on an underhand flip and crashed into Morris Udeze, and Collins is called for the foul. He missed the shot anyway. That'll be his first, second team foul of the half. Shockers get it back, trailing by 15. Yeah, the Shockers were in zone that time. Udeze did a nice job of holding his ground and drawing that charge mentioned earlier, Bob, and we haven't talked about Mo for a couple of games, hasn't played much recently, but that's one thing he will do is stand in there and take a charge as well as anybody. Left wing Stevenson out front to Udeze. Dribble, tried to make a backdoor cut on the pass. It got kicked and they didn't give it back to the Shockers. Into the front court, Collins over to Rideau, three left wing. In and out, rebound, Kerr bounced off of a teammate and it's recovered by Udeze. Kerr was trying to bring it down, hit a teammate's shoulder with the ball. Burton, a pass in the right corner to McDuffie, goes to drive it and he stepped on the sideline as he put it on the floor. Well, he was trying to drive and he stepped back to start his drive. He stepped on the sideline and Holy cow, the Shockers have a lot of uh, self-inflicted wounds You talk here about shooting yourself in the foot, it's like they're doing it with a cannon tonight. It's just anything that can go wrong, they're, they're finding a way to make that happen. There was an opportunity to cut it inside 15 and just couldn't make a simple play. Collins up court, left side Miracevic gives it back to Lang and then way out front to Rito. Back to the matchup zone, Mike. Holding it out front, right side Collins, back over to Rito, back over to Collins, drives the lane, kicks it in the corner, three by Lang, short, rebound Samaje Haynes-Jones, brings it up the floor, on the left wing, Burton drives it in the lane, took a bump, takes some more contact, and he'll go to the line for two. He got hit a couple of times going there. Burton's doing a nice job of finding angles and driving it when it's there. Hasn't forced any, but when it's been there, he's aggressively taking it in the lane. Yeah, that's how he's getting his points in these last few ball games. He's been playing more minutes uh, the last three games, and offensively, he's, he is, Mike. He's doing a good job of finding seams and driving in there under control and either hitting that little pull-up shot or getting fouled going to the line. Marius has two on a basket, has not been to the free throw line tonight. Shockers were poor at the line in the first half, going three for seven, and this one's no good off the bat. Jamarius had made seven of seven over the last three games and 10 out of 11 over the last six games. So he's another guy who's been shooting him well who can't get one in the basket tonight. He's gotten to play a lot more. He played 35 minutes in the Cincinnati game, 28 minutes in the USUCF game. Missed them both, ball batted around, but comes out to USF. So the Shockers are now three for nine from the free throw line, and the, all the guys that have shot him have been shooting him well lately. Marichevich trying to bang his way in on poor Bear, knocked him down, missed the shot, rebound McDuffie, and now a whistle. He landed out of bounds. 
He got the rebound. It's a really nice rebound, but then he landed out of bounds. So it's going to be USF ball, and Greg Marshall just kind of bends over, gives a big sigh right, right in front of it's Mike. It's like me. nothing I've ever seen. They make a good play and then land out of bounds, or I mean, it's just they can't do anything right tonight. Goes in the left corner to Rito, looking to drive it. Takes the lane and kicks it out to Lang. A three, no good. Rebound comes out long. Rebound. Poor Bear hands it off to Ricky Torres. Up along the right sideline. Cuts back to the middle. Rideau right on him. Couldn't get around him. Over to Stevenson, right side of the floor, up above the arc. Drives it hard. Got around Lang, and that's going to be a foul. He got a step on Lang, and Lang was really riding him on the way in. And TJ Lang picks up his third foul and the fourth team foul of the half on USF. That was a really nice, aggressive drive by Eric Stevenson that time. He ripped the ball through and took it with his right hand, got that step on Lang, and drew the foul. Lang's going to go out, Castaneda back in for USF. Shockers will be inbounding under their own basket. Still 12.35 to go. Into Stevens in the right corner, three over everything. An air ball rebounded by Torres on a deflection. Back over to Stevenson. Right corner, Rod Brown. Rod out to Burton. Brings it to the middle. Eight on the clock. Right side, poor bear. Goes by a defender, takes it in strong. Got it blocked by Durr. Hustle on the floor, Brown fighting for it. And I think they're going to call a jump ball, but the shot clock has expired. I think it's going to go back to USF on the shot clock. Well, unless if, if the jump ball happened before the buzzer, which I think it did, Mike, it should be shocker basketball. I think it's their possession. That's what Greg Marshall is lobbying. So now I think they're going to go look at the clock and see how much time was left. Looks like they did call a jump ball, so now they're, they're trying to determine if if there's any time left for the Shockers to inbound it. So that's not a reset, huh, when you have a jump ball? No, I don't think. Well, there's not much time left. There, <laughs> might, be, there might be a second. Well, they're going to check it. 12-15 to go in the second half. The Shockers trailing 35-20. Shockers Sports Grill and Lanes inside WSU's Radigan Student Center is your basketball headquarters, and the Shockers are at home. Come early and get the best parking for home games and enjoy their freshly made burgers, sandwiches, and salads, cold beer, and more. That's the Shocker Sports Grill and Lanes inside the Radigan Student Center. Well, Anthony Jordan just signaled that it is a jump ball, and it's Wichita State's possession. Anthony Jordan just apologized to Greg Marshall, so I think he was just telling you know, it is a jump ball. I just thought it was the, going the other way. So it is Wichita State's ball. Well, they haven't put any time back on the shot clock yet. Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. So there, there was a shot clock violation before the jump ball, apparently. So USF gets it back, leading by 15. They led by 15 at halftime. Had it up to 18 at one point. Comes into Castaneda. He's double teamed near the corner. Banged his way through Rod Brown. Throws it up court to Yetna. Yetna driving the lane. And then got it stripped. Stripped again. Saves it out to Rideau. Yetna kind of over-penetrated, but the Shockers never were able to cleanly pick it up. Castaneda, left side of the floor, dribbles the top down the lane, takes it in low, then spins back out, lobs it in the lane to Durr, a little jump hook short, but he was fouled by Poor Bear. 
Michael yeah. Durr will go to the line for two. That'll get us to the under 12 timeout. 11.50 to go in the second half. South Florida 35, Wichita State 20. At Shelter Insurance, we know landlords have to keep up with their renters, even if they're related. Mom! WSU Shocker Basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. We have played eight minutes and ten seconds in the second half. Wichita State has scored five points in that time and committed seven turnovers in that same stretch. On the other hand, USF has only scored five points in that eight minutes and 10 seconds also. The margin remains 15 in favor of the Bulls, 35 to 20. But Wichita State shooting it so poorly they just can't gain any ground. They're at 23% for the game, one of 13 from three-point range. And only three for nine from the free throw line. So any way you want to look at it, the Offense is lacking. Michael Durr, one for one from the free throw line. He's got two shots here. First one's up and good. So he has made actually two of three. He missed one, but the Shockers committed a lane violation. That's way ahead of the game for him. He's 45.5% on the year. Second one on the way. Got them both. He did recently make six of eight in a game against Cincinnati, but he'd only been seven of 17 in the other six of the last seven games. Shockers into the front court, down by 17. Ricky Torres driving out in the corner to Burton, way out front to Eric Stevenson. Started to drive it, pulls it back over to Burton, left wing Torres down on the left block for Poor Bear. Spins, jump hook, good, and a foul. Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler gets the jump hook in there. And react to a little bit of emotion saying, come on, bring it in here to me. Yeah, he wanted that basketball, and when he got it, he made a little juke to his right shoulder and then came back over his left shoulder into the lane and put that ball in the basket and drew the foul. He's got some quick moves inside. Missed a free throw in the first half, but a good shooter on the year. That one bounces a couple of times and falls in. So a three-point play for Isaiah Forbear Chandler. That was Michael Durr's third foul, so he comes out, and Anton... Marichevich in for USF. Yeah, Poor Bear only got four minutes against Cincinnati, so he's anxious to get in there and show what he can do. Collins and backcourt shockers pressing, and Collins threw his arm up into Rod Brown, and now they're going to call a foul in backcourt. Collins being pressured in the backcourt kind of brought his arm up into Rod Brown's face and just kind of shoved him. They didn't call that. Then they called the foul in backcourt, I think, on Stevenson. Uh, I think Rod Brown, Rod I Brown. believe. So the foul on Brown is his second, only the second team foul of the half. USF brings it into the front court. Their lead at 14, 11-18 to go. Ball to Rito between the circles, gets a screen, drives right, looking to get it in the lane. Kind of got bumped, lobs it in there for Marichevich. Little hook, short, rebound for Bear Chandler. Clears it off to Burton. Throw ahead, and Brown can't get it. It's off the hand of USF out of bounds, but that was a risky pass by Jamarius Burton trying to throw it ahead to Brown. Yeah, he had Stevenson wide open in this left corner for a three. Shockers Let's keep it. See if they can score on this out-of-bounds play. Down 14 with 11 minutes to go. The way so they play, the Shockers can come back in this game if they just can get the ball in the basket, Mike. All they have to make up just a little better than a point a minute to be right in it. So we'll see. Ricky Torres to play it in. Looking inside the lane, we got a whistle and a foul, and it's on Castaneda holding Jamarius Burton on a move down the lane. So Castaneda gets his first. 
That's six team fouls on USF to just two on Wichita State so far in the second half. Well, that, that'll help the comeback if they can get to the free throw line, uh, getting the bonus early here in this half and, and then make the free throws. They got to make the free throw. McDuffie in for Ricky Torres, so a, a big lineup now. Burton fakes a pass, looks under to Stevenson cutting. Now to Stevenson in the left corner. He drives the baseline, goes up in traffic, throws it up off there, tipped, batted out, and recovered by Castaneda. And Stevenson almost stole it, but Eric's going to be called for the foul, reaching in. Yeah, kind of a frustration foul there. He missed the drive in traffic. It was a very difficult shot when he drove in there. He had a lot of big guys trying to block it. Then he jumped up, and he swiped at it, kept the ball alive on the offensive glass, and then kind of made a silly foul coming up the floor, diving at the guy. His second foul, team's third of the second half, USF basketball, and Collins plays it into Castaneda. 10.50 still to go, 14-point lead for the Bulls in the right corner. Collins throws down on the block. It was almost intercepted, but picked up Danielich, missed it. Out of bounds, last touch by USF is off the hand of Marichevich. So a near miss, Yetta caught the ball in there in pretty good position, but then kind of fumbled it, never got a clean shot at. Yeah, he was wide open down there on the block when he caught it, but he missed a bunny like the Shockers did in the first half and uh, ended up Shocker ball. Burton bringing it up court against Castaneda, left wing to McDuffie, drives it on Collins, step back, it looked like he got hit and makes it anyway. About a 17-footer for Marcus McDuffie. He now has seven and a half, eight for the game. Shockers have cut it down to 12. Double team at the timeline, they get it to Rideau, penetrates a little and then pulls it back out. Still over 10 minutes to go. The Shockers have cut a lead down to 12 that was as much as 18. Right wing, Castaneda down on the right baseline. Yet it dribbles out of there with it in the right corner. Shot fake, cross-court pass. Collins beyond the top of the arc, down to four to shoot. He's going to have to force one. Fumbled the ball in traffic. It's still on the floor. Shot clock violation by USF. Shockers were in their matchup zone that possession, and, and they did a nice job of moving and pick, keeping their hands up and talking and forced uh, Collins into a desperation drive as he turned over. Now he's going to come out, and Lane is in for him. You know, lost in all of this, the Shocker defense has been pretty good, and they just haven't been able to do enough offensively to close the gap. And they're playing hard, Mike. They're playing hard. They're, they're battling on the boards. They just got to get some balls in the basket. Stevenson into Burton. He brings it up against Castaneda. Across the timeline, left wing to McDuffie. He's guarded by Yetna. The lob for Echenique. Catches under. Reverse layup. Partially blocked. Rod Brown gets it, and he's fouled on the follow. Well, he was open on the lob. It should have been an easy lay-in, but McDuffie led him just a little bit too far. And by the time Echenique caught it, he was behind the backboard, so he had to come back out from behind the backboard, but Rod Brown's going to go to the line with a couple of free throws. The foul's on Lang, his fourth, seventh team foul. Rod Brown shooting two. He has not scored in this game, hasn't been to the line yet. 80% on the year, 12 for 15. In and out, wow. I mean, it's just contagious tonight. The Shockers have had some of their best free throw shooters at the line. They can't make anything from the line. And they've just missed some great chances to catch up some ground, even though they have played poorly offensively. Yeah, for the season, Rob Brown's 80%, 12 of 15. Come on, young man, put it in there. One more here. It is up and wait. I was. I don't think it hit the rim. Way left. 
Yeah, this is just crazy. I've just not seen this team, even on their worst night, shoot like they have tonight. Down 12, Castaneda, a handoff to Collins, coming right to left, all the way to the left, hands it off to Rito, coming back the other way. Turns the corner, drives it in low, and they're going to call the charge. Lowered his shoulder and ran over Jamarius Burton. And so LaQuincy Rito with his second foul, that's eight team fouls in the half on USF. But the Shockers in the half are one of five from the free throw line with the chances they're getting. I right, took a little courage to jump in front of that guy. He looks like he could put on a helmet and shoulder pads and play for the USF football team as a fullback. He is a stout young guy. Stevenson into Burton, and he'll bring it up one-on-one -on -one against Castaneda. Still over nine minutes to go. The Shockers down by 12. Burton drives it, then in the left corner, Brown goes baseline, goes up in traffic, draws the foul, and go to the line for two more free throws. Yeah, real aggressive drive down the left baseline for Rod Brown. Went up in a crowd and got hammered, and he's going back to the line. Let's hope he makes these two, because he didn't look good on that second free throw a minute ago. Shockers can get back in this ball game, Mike. They're only down 12, and they're in the bonus. Well, they're getting to the line, a chance to make free throws. they just got to start making them. That one is no good. Rod Brown at 80% coming into the game, as Bob said. 12 for 15, he's missed three in a row. Shockers are one for six from the line in the second half. That one's up, and good. There we go. So he gets one that cuts it to 11. Still 9-10 remaining. Wichita State down 37-26. They haven't put that point on the board yet. Collins plays it into Rito. They haven't given the Shockers that point. Is that the right score? No, it should be 37-26. Brian Holmgren's going down to the scorer's table to make sure they put that point up. Castaneda handling out front, bounces to Rito out on the left wing, looking to penetrate, then back out on the wing. Kerr drives, pulls up, 15-footer, no good. A brick off the left side, rebounded by Samajay Haynes-Jones. They Bring put the point up there, Mike. Samajay into the front court, dribbles over to the right, brings it back to the middle. Now left wing to McDuffie, a three, good! Just launched a sec shot over Yetna. McDuffie in double figures again. He's got 11, eight in the second half, and the Shockers are within eight. They haven't been inside 11 since about five minutes to go in the first half. And a big contingent of Shocker fans right behind us are making some noise here for the team. Timeout, the Bulls, Brian Gregory wants to talk to his team. Timeout, USF. This is the first called timeout by either team. It'll be expanded to a full, but we'll keep it here as we'll be breaking away again after we go under the eight-minute mark. Be sure to join other Shocker fans this coming Saturday when the Shockers take on UConn in Storrs, Connecticut, and they'll be at the Wichita Brewing Company event venue on Central, just west of Woodlawn. So come cheer on the Shockers against UConn. They'll have drawings and giveaways throughout the game. It's the official watch party for Shocker fans presented by Eisenhower National Airport and the Wichita State University Alumni Association. Well, the Shockers gave up some leads, uh, I think about a five-point lead at Houston. They gave up some leads against some other teams at home and uh, Jacksonville State, Southern Mississippi. So maybe it's time that they kind of turn the tables on somebody and, and came from behind. And it looks like the Shockers are making a good effort getting to a, what an eight-point deficit right now. Marcus McDuffie with 11 points is in double figures now for the 17th consecutive game. And the record 
during Greg Marshall's tenure was 19 in a row by Clay Anthony Early. Wichita State now five of 14, 36% in the second half. They're still at only 27 for the game. USF is two for 15 in the second half. They're shooting 24% for the game on 11 for 45. So the two teams are right at a combined just barely 20, not even quite 25%. They're 22 of 86 for the game. So it's just been amazing. USF's three for 15 from three. The Shockers are two for 14. So the difference right now, seven of the eight points are from the foul line. USF is 12 for 17. Wichita State is only five for 14 from the free throw line. Yeah, 30, 35.7% from the free throw line, five of 14. So uh, percentages are in the Shockers' favor, Mike, here the rest of the way. And the Shockers have caught up on the boards. They were getting out-rebounded for most of the game. It's now 36-all. They have 18 turnovers. South Florida now with 14. Yeah, they were down five rebounds at half, so they've, they've gotten five more rebounds here in the second half on USF. The lineup has Dexter Dennis, Eric Stevenson, Samaje Haynes-Jones, Marcus McDuffie, Jaime Echenique. And of all those Shocker players who had two fouls in the first half, only one, Dexter Dennis, has picked up a third so far in the second half with 8.20 to go. USF ball, Justin Brown into backcourt to Rito. USF with its original starting five out there. Rito way out front, pounding the ball over on the left wing to Collins. David Collins, couple of dribbles, comes off the screen. And then a foul. They got overly aggressive, helping off the screen. They double teamed him, and I think it was Stevenson. Stevenson who stepped into him because they kind of had him trapped. He was trying to find an angle to make a pass to the screener, but they were not in a very good situation. And it, with that foul, Eric kind of bailed him out a little bit. Well, you got to be aggressive, but you also got to be smart. You know, you got the guy in a bad, uh, bad spot. The shot clock's running down. Don't bail him out with a foul. They get a new 20, and Shockers have Jamarius Burton back in there for Eric Stevenson. Rito dribbles to the left wing, uses the screen to dribble back to the top, stops the foul line, throws it over the left wing. Tough catch for Yetna, way out front to Brown. Five to shoot, Collins looking for a screen. Good help from Echenique, has to force a horrible shot, and it didn't hit the rim. Hit the left side of the backboard, so a shot clock violation. Good defensive possession for the Shockers, who will get it back down eight after the under eight timeout. 7.46 to go in the second half. It is USF 37, Wichita State 29. We're going to put Joel to the test today. Here's the deal, Joel. We're going to take a look at the board. We're going to look at our classic shot. Life after age 65 can be better than ever with freedom to do what you love. Plan 65 from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas offers freedom with peace of mind. Plan. WSU Shocker Basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. Shocker Basketball trailing by eight with 7.46 to go. They've been down by as many as 18 in the second half. University of South Florida shooting two for 15. The Shockers are five for 14. And the only guy who you could say is maybe feeling it all right now is Marcus McDuffie, who's three for four in the second half, including two for three from three. And that's for either team. Yeah, he's got eight points in the second half. I need to get some of these other guys making some shots. Burton picked up his dribble, needs help. Now over the left side to Dexter Dennis. 
in the left corner to Burton. Down the block for Echenique. Spins under there. And tries to go up, got it blocked, gets it back, goes up again, missed that. Follow is good by Jamarius Burton. Yeah, good hustle on the offensive boards by Burton. Now quickly the other way. Brown drives down low, and Dexter Dennis wasn't set as he got in front of him along the baseline. That's going to be four on Dexter. Yeah. No free throws here. It was on the drive, and that's only the 15 foul. After that bucket on the putback, they pushed it up the sideline right in front of us really quickly and got the ball up there to Brown, who just drove to the basket. And Dexter just couldn't get defensively, couldn't get set. And he's going to come out, and uh, Rod Brown's going to come in for him. Rod in on defense. McDuffie will move to the three spot, the small forward. David Collins to play it in. Right corner to Rito. The Shockers have cut the lead to six. Still over seven minutes to go. Rito way out between the circles. Right wing to David Collins. Collins looks inside, puts it on the floor. At the top goes left wing to Brown. Hands it off to Rito. Down to 12 to shoot. Rito looking to drive it in the lane. Fumbled it. It's loose. It's out of bounds. Last touch by Samaje Haynes-Jones with seven on the shot clock. That was really good defense that time. Rito, Rito drove down there. He wanted to drop it off to a teammate, but uh, Haynes-Jones deflected it, but it went out of bounds. Underneath inbounds play for the Bulls. They get it to Rito near the left corner. Puts it on the floor, looking to take it in the lane. Got a little step through and flipped one up and in. Oh, he just slipped in between Echenique and Brown and got that ball in the basket. I don't know how he got through there. He's got 11, gets lead back to eight. Burton spun around two defenders. Has to pick it up out front to McDuffie. Step back three. Short rebound to Collins for USF. Forced that one just a little bit. Step away, from, but he's made so many of those, can't yep. criticize. Sometimes those fadeaways don't look really good to leaving his hand, but they go in. That one was just a little flat that time in the front court. Rito right side, crossover dribble, takes it down the lane, goes under, fumbled. They tried to flip it back. It's a jump ball, and it's finally tipped out, and Haynes Jones has it. Taking it down, goes all the way to the basket on Collins, draws contact, no call, but he got the layup Come anyway. Come on, give him the call. He, he got the contact. Everybody gets that call there except Samaje. He never back, gets that call. Back to six with five just under six minutes to go. Heck of a bucket by Samaje, hanging in the air and then waiting until the last minute to put that ball off the glass. 39-33, USF. Samaje with four now. Collins left side of the floor, well above the arc. Back over to Rito, penetrates a little right corner. Brown for three. Good. Wow. That was a low line drive. First basket of the game by Justin Brown. Yeah, he kind of pushed that one up there, but the lefty got it in over the shocker zone. Right corner, Haynes Jones gets the man in the air, pulls up, eight-footer baseline, bounces it. Samaje with another basket. That'll cut it back to seven, 42-35, 5.22 to go. That was a confident player taking that shot right there, Samaje. Rito, pass up court across the time into Brown. Whistle, what's the call? Uh, somebody's lipping down there. No, Michael Durr's hurt. So, I, didn't, I didn't see what happened, yeah, but Durr, he's lipping off. Durr hobbling, so they let them take him out. 21 on the shot clock, 5.16 to go in the second half. Echenique's shoe is falling apart. I think the sole's coming off his shoe. They had to tape the sole back <laughs> on his shoe. USF plays it in. Kerr hands it off to Rito. Way out near the timeline. Shockers were getting stops. Now USF has scored the last couple of times down. Shockers down seven. Need to make a stop here. Collins out front over on the right wing. Brown bounce pass down on the block. Back at his way in, Yetna throws it back out. Brown for another three, bounces off. Rebound, Echenique, quick outlet to Burton. 
Shockers pushing it with just under five minutes to go. Burton drives it all the way in, draws contact, he'll go to the line for two. Shockers got the call that time. Burton made a little hesitation move when he got near the basket and then exploded up, drew the foul, and he's gonna go to the line for a couple. Shockers can get within five here. Foul was on Rito, his third. See if somebody can start making free throws. The Shockers have been abysmal from the line. Five of 14, Jamarius Burton 0 for two. All four of his points have come in the second half. First one's up, good. Jamarius with five. Now one of three from the line. This is the closest, the Shockers match the closest they've been at six down and this could get them closer than they've been since pretty early in the ball game. 4.48 still to go. It is up and it's good. Tamarius Burton with two big free throws, cuts the lead to five, still almost five minutes to play, 4.48. Shockers are in a 1-2-1-1 one, one, one zone press. They're gonna try to trap in the corner. Collins gets it into Rito, they double team him, dribbles through the double team up court to Collins, now they'll look to attack. Over to Kerr, going in and he's fouled by Echenique and goes down hard. It was not a dirty foul, Jaime went for the block, but there was a collision, Kerr ended up on his back and he's in a little bit of pain as they help him to his feet. Yeah, Echenique went up to challenge that, that drive and he had his hand on the basketball, but his body got Kerr and Kerr went down hard and he's trying to catch his breath here before he goes to the free throw line. Foul on Echenique is his third. I think they want to take, they're just going to take a look to see if there was anything untoward there, but it was, he went for the block. He didn't go for just for the body, he went for the block. And right now it's a common foul, two shots. And the teams will collect on the sidelines and talk to their coaches while they look at the monitor. Medica Health Plans are a different kind of healthy plan. Quality coverage created for people, not for profit, and trusted by over a million members. They have big plans for you. Take a look soon at Medica Health Plans. Well, it was a good block. I, I mean, it was a, a block attempt by Echenique, and he had his left hand on the basketball, I believe. Uh, but then his body got, got Kerr, and he went down pretty hard. Looks like he's okay there, cowling off. Gonna have to go to the free throw line. 4.42 remaining. It is 42-37, USF by five. They have led by as many as 18 points. The Shockers were down 15, at, down at 15. It got to 18 in the second half. And the Shockers now have cut it to five. It will be two shots coming for Mayan Kerr. He is three for five from the free throw line tonight on the season. Goes to the line about three to four times a game and shoots just under 70%. Again, Kerr, a sophomore transfer from LSU. Just played in eight games there as a freshman a couple of years ago. Bends deeply at the knees, puts it up and got it. Kerr now with six points, four of those from the free throw line on four of six shooting. That's really the difference in the game now. It's not the number of free throw attempts. The Shockers have pretty much evened that out, but USF's just shot it better from the line. And that's keeping them in front. They're up six, you can get it back to seven. And it bounces in. You know, Mike, the Shockers are shooting 70% from the free throw line for the season, but 84% in AAC play, so this is really uncharacteristic to shoot free throws this badly. 
Shocker possession, down seven, 4.42 to go. Still time, but they've pretty much got to keep scoring and look to get some stops in the meantime. Burton into the front court, over to Rod Brown, right of the key. Rod, deep on the right side to Samaje Haynes-Jones. Out front, McDuffie, twisting three, no good. Rebound, tipped by Haynes-Jones, but Rito chases it down, pushes it up court. Echenique fell down, now Rito drives under the basket, cut off, Bold and finally breaker. keeps his dribble going out to the left wing. <laughs> Shove Samaji out of the way. Way out near the timeline now, standing dribble. Now the Shockers really need to stop after not scoring the last time down. Collins left side, over on the left wing, Yetna for three, oh, that's a dagger. Yeah. Six points for Alexis Yetna, his first three-point basket of the game. He is a good three-point shooter on limited opportunity, shooting 46%. Haynes Jones drives, gets around a defender and lays it in. He just slipped in between two defenders to score. Yeah, he just, like, like, <laughs> he went right between those two big trees and got the ball in the basket. Nice move by Samaje. He's got eight, but the Shockers are down eight. Yetna picked up his dribble, flips it out to uh, Rito. Rito, slow dribble back toward the left wing. Comes back to the middle over in the right wing. Jones, right corner, Collins for three. That's good. Wow, two threes in a row now by USF. They were shooting as badly as the Shockers from the three-point line, but they're getting hot now. Now they're back up by 11. Haynes Jones trying to drive it, cut off by Collins over in the left wing to Burton, and he fumbled it and lost it out of bounds. He just took his eye off of it, lost concentration. Just an unforced turnover, and now the Shockers are in trouble. They had it down to five. It's back to 11 at the under-four timeout. 3.03 to go. It is USF 50, Wichita State 39. When Coke Industries seeks new talent for its workforce, basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. Wichita State had cut USF's lead to five with about five minutes to go, just under five. But USF has come back to hit a couple of big threes, getting the lead back to 11, and then Wichita State, just an unforced turnover as Jamarius Burton took his eye off the ball, receiving a pass, so the, the Shockers' 19th turnover. USF will have it up 11 with 3.03 to go. Yeah, at the last time out, they were three of 15 from three, and now they've made three of their last four three-point attempts and have busted this game open again after the Shockers got it, got it fairly close. Shockers now have to make a stop pretty much every time down. They're down 11, which means it's a four-possession game. Justin Brown's going to play it in from right in front of us on the sideline in backcourt. Shockers trying to pressure full court. Wanted to get it to Rito, finally does. Now the Shockers look to double-team him. Drives it hard up court. They tried to get a charge. He kind of brushed Jamarius Burton, and Burton flopped. They don't get the call, so Rito dribbles right, pulls it back. He can run the clock down to about two and a half minutes to go before they do anything with it. Down to 11 on the shot clock. Comes off the screen. Good help from Brown. He deflected it out of bounds. It'll stay with USF with eight seconds on the shot clock. Yeah, Rod Brown did a good job of jumping out and setting a trap there as Rideau came off the screen, but it went off of his foot out of bounds. They only have eight on the shot clock. Comes in to Rideau. Burton guarding him. Rideau crossover, gets a screen. Tries to force, blocked by Echenique out of bounds, shot clock violation. He tried to kind of jump in between 
two defenders and get a foul call, but it was a badly forced shot, and Echenique swatted it out of bounds. Yeah, he, he jumped into Rod Brown, and Brown left his feet, but a uh, good no call by the official that time. The Shockers have got to make some shots and do it fairly quickly. Wouldn't hurt to make a couple of threes here. Down 11 with about two and a half minutes to go. Haynes Jones out front, left to Burton, left baseline McDuffie driving on Brown, takes it up in traffic, tried to get a foul call, rebound Burton, then he lost it, it got stripped away, fighting for it on the floor, and finally a jump ball, and I'm not sure who the arrow favors. Looks like it's Wichita State, so the Shockers will get it back. Marcus McDuffie tried to make an aggressive drive and draw a foul, but got it blocked. And Burton, again, hustling to the offensive boards. He's come up with a couple of big offensive rebound plays. Uh, he's been battling today. All the Shockers have been battling. It's been a very physical, rough game. And, boy, to get a rebound, you've got to go in there with two hands and bring it down like a man. Nine left on the shot clock, and he's having trouble getting it in. Lobs for Echenique, who catches, spins, jump hook, missed. Rebound, grabbed by Burton as it was deflected. Over to Haynes Jones, left corner, McDuffie, open three, no good. They just can't get a big shot to fall Oh, now. man, that was a good kick out and really good rotation of McDuffie in the corner. who was wide open, had a really good look from three, but missed it. Now a foul on Burton, and Collins will go to the line with only less than a minute to go, or less than two minutes to go. Minute 58, well the Shockers made a run, but then a couple of big threes by South Florida and Wichita State hasn't been able to get anything in the basket its last two or three times down the floor. Collins shooting one and one, he is three for four on the night from the free throw line. Front end up and good. So Collins now with 10, he is USF's leading scorer at 14.8 points per game. He has now been in double figures in 16 of 19 games this season, coming off a season-high 23 against Houston on Saturday. Second one on the way, and bounces in. So Collins with 11, that should pretty much wrap it up. They're up 13 again with a minute 55 to go. Burton a handoff to Stevenson coming left to right. Now left wing Burton drives it, got bumped by Rideau. Kind of a silly foul by LaQuincy Rideau, although this one's in pretty good shape. Four fouls on Rideau, and they're past the double bonus, so Burton will shoot two. Jamarius with six points all in the second half. He also has at least five rebounds and four assists. Missed his first two free throws tonight, made the last two. This one's good. I mentioned when he missed the two earlier in the game, he's really been shooting them well lately. Jamarius was 10 of 11 over the last six games. Rod Brown in, Samaje Haynes-Jones out. Castaneda's in for Merichevich for USF. Both teams maneuvering personnel for offense and defense. Right, if the Shockers can get this ball in, uh, if they Burton can make this free throw. The Shockers are going to set up in that 1-2-1-1 trap and, and see if they can get a steal. Second free throw for Jamarius Burton. It's up and good. So he's got eight. Shockers are down, though, by 11. 52-41, a minute 49 to go. Justin Brown running the baseline, trying to get it in. Finally does to Rito. It's double teamed. Gets a pass up court to Yetna, right in the middle of Castaneda. Works to the right wing. They want to run clock, and McDuffie reaches in and fouls Castaneda. Third on Marcus. 
Two shots for Xavier Castaneda. He's a decent foul shooter, makes two-thirds of his attempts, 29 of 44. And he has not yet scored in the game, so not a bad guy to choose, even though he's a decent free throw shooter, just going in cold, shooting a free throw for the first time. It is up, and it bounces out, and the rebound to Rod Brown, and he got fouled. Brown kind of moved in behind him and caught his legs up under Rod's rear end and kind of knocked him down. So Rod will go to the line for two. Foul on Justin Brown is his second for USF. Yeah, Justin Brown fouls Rod Brown. And so the Shockers got a chance to score with the clock stop. Minute 39, down 11. It can they, happen. They've <laughs> got to make these. When you've got a chance to make up points with the clock stop in this situation, you just have to connect. And Rod had been shooting free throws well all season, but missed his first three tonight before making his last one. Everything is two shots for Wichita State. This one's no good off the left side of the rim. So Rod has hustled and scrapped tonight. Worked hard on defense, but just one of five from the free throw line. That one is no good. Stevenson tried to get it, but Rito snatched it. And USF with the ball, up 11, long pass up court. Brown couldn't quite pick it off. Yetna got it to Castaneda. They double team him through traffic, bounces it way out to Rito. We're down to a minute 22 to go. Bulls up 11. Now Rito splits a couple defenders and was poked loose, I think, by McDuffie. Stevenson has it. Shockers need to hurry and score. A risky pass, but Brown gets it, draws the foul, missed the layup. It'll go to the line for two more. Oh, man, that was a really nice pass. Rod went way up high to get that pass, a lob pass over the defense in transition after the steal by McDuffie. And I thought Brown was going to get that ball in the basket, but like, like everything else tonight, just a little bit short. Rod Brown, one of six from the free throw line. Free throw, bouncing out. And you know, the Shockers, as Bob mentioned, the Shockers over 80% in conference play. 84% coming into this game. But over, over the last seven games, 81%. That one's no good. Rebound knocked out though, Burton gets it. Working the right side on the dribble. Throws it out, three on the way by McDuffie, no good, rebound to Yetna. They just, once they got close, and all of a sudden they went ice cold again, just haven't made anything down the stretch. Free throws or two baskets. Out, two out of 17 from three. Log pass out front to Collins inside 50 seconds. USF with the ball up 11. No need for the Shockers to foul. USF will let the clock run down, and now Collins makes a quick move down the lane and then does draw a foul from Isaiah Poorbear Chandler. So he'll go to the line for two. Foul on Poorbear, his third. Foul number 24, Isaiah Poorbear Chandler. That's his second team's pick. David Collins to the line, five for six, has 11 points, and that is high for USF. First free throw is good. So Collins with 12. 37 seconds to go. The lead is 12 for USF. And that free throw bounces in. So a 13 point lead for the Bulls. Just 36 seconds to go. Jamarius Burton will bring it up. 
Burton drives the right side all the way under, puts it up in traffic, gets it, but he's called for traveling before he released the shot. And that one went in, Mike. Yep. 26 uh, seconds left. Coaches are saying no fouls. They're just going to let the time run down. 41 points is a season low for Wichita State, as you would probably have guessed. They had 48 against Oklahoma. Rideau over to Collins. Collins walks into front court, and he'll let the clock run out. It'll take a little bit of time to tick down. It's at 14. So the final score is going to be South Florida 54, Wichita State 41 in a really ugly game, and the Shockers will fall to 8-10 and 10 on the year and 1-5 and five in the conference. Dino's Grill and Tap Works is a locally owned, one-of-a-kind sports bar located at the southeast corner of 21st and Webb Road. And for the last five years, Dino's has been delighting fans with 23 beers on tap, 23 TVs, and homemade bar food. They look forward to seeing you for a gamer happy hour at Dino's Grill and Tap Works at 21st and Webb. USF beats the Shockers 54-41. Stay tuned for the Hyatt Regency of Wichita postgame show. Our final score here tonight, University of South Florida 54, Wichita State 41, USF with 13 wins, now with the most wins for its program in several years. In fact, the uh, 2012 team won 22 games, and that's the most they've had since then. So they have made some real strides after a 10-win season last year. They're 3-4 and four in the league. The Shockers' defense was good enough. They held them to 30%, only 6 of 19 from 3. Wichita State ended up out-rebounding them, 43-41, and forced 18 turnovers, and they still lost the game by 13 points. Yeah, they forced 18 turnovers, but unfortunately they had 20 turnovers themselves, and 11 of those were in the first half, so uh, uh, didn't handle the ball very well tonight. And but they, they battled uh, defensively, they battled on the boards, ended up being ahead on the rebounds, had 16 offensive rebounds, so you can't fault the Shockers for the effort, but boy, they just couldn't put the ball in the basket tonight uh, from three-point, from the free-throw line, and from point-blank right under the basket, Mike. 28%, two of 18 threes, and a team that shot 81% from the line over the last seven games couldn't even make a free throw. They were 9 of 22 for 41% with guys that have been shooting free throws well. And Bob mentioned the 16 offensive rebounds. That's at least 32 potential points, even if none of them are threes after you get the offensive rebound. And they scored six second-chance points out of a potential 32. It's a head-scratcher why they, they shot their free throws so poorly. And sometimes, though, if somebody starts missing them, then it gets in everybody's heads and everybody starts missing them. But because uh, the Shockers are a good free throw shooting team, they're 70% for the season and 84% for uh, the conference play. So to, to go nine for 22 from the line, uh, that'll get you beat right there. Hard to explain how poorly the Shockers shot it tonight. And they actually got within five, gave themselves a chance USF hit a couple of big threes, and after the Shockers got it to five, I don't, I don't think they made it. They probably did, but I don't remember them making a shot the rest of the way after that. No, and right after they cut it to five, that's when USF hit, started hitting those threes. Uh, uh, the Yetna, no, it wasn't Yetna. One of the guys. Yetna got one. Yeah, Yetna got Collins one, and then got Collins one. got the one in the corner. Yeah, they went bang, bang, and all of a sudden went from five to, to 11. 
Well, Shockers fall in a disappointing offensive performance for sure, and that's our game recap. Brought to you by Bill and Nika Cummings. Cummings and Cummings are your criminal defense and DUI attorneys in Wichita. Give them a call at 264-1548 or visit BillCummingsLLC.com. Cummings and Cummings Law, where your needs always come first. Unfortunately, no Shocker victory tonight, so no discount tomorrow at Tad's locker room. But remember, whenever the Shockers do win, you can get anywhere from 10 to 15 to 25 percent off, depending on how many points the Shockers score. And you'll always be happy to say, I got it at Tad's, Tad's locker room, east and west. More Hyatt Regency post-game show in just a moment. Hey, Shocker. Cutlass. Listen for all WSU Shocker basketball games on 103.7 KEYN Wichita. Welcome back on the Hyatt Regency of Wichita postgame show from Tampa. Final score, USF 54, Wichita State 41. We go inside the numbers and look at the final stats brought to you by BKD, CPAs, and advisors. Everyone needs a trusted advisor who's yours. One of several disappointing numbers I need to pass along to you. The 41 points scored by Wichita State is the lowest by a Shocker team in over 21 years. They scored 40 in a 50 to 40 loss at Tulsa in early December of 1997. Well, normally when you should score that few points, it's a, it's a team that slows it down. Maybe they play a real tight matchup zone and they, they, they take the air out of the ball at their end, but it wasn't that kind of game at all. In fact, uh, USF pushed the ball up and, and shot pretty quickly most of the time, so it was just uh, a failure to, to make any kind of baskets inside, outside, free throw line, three-pointers. The Shockers just uh, had a, just a horrible time getting the ball in the basket tonight. And those numbers, 15 of 53, 28%, 2 of 18 from 3, and 9 of 22 from the free throw line for 41%. USF wasn't much better. 15 of 50, 30%. They made 6 of 19 threes for 32%. Basically won it at the free throw line, making 18 of 24 for 75%. So again, it wasn't the, the foul calls or the number of free throws. They shot two more free throws in Wichita State. Part of that's because the Shockers missed a couple of front ends of one and one. So that was pretty much even. Wichita State out-rebounded them 43-41 committed 20 turnovers to USF's 18. Well, there were a few beefs on calls in the first half, but uh, considering how sloppy the game was, I thought the referees did a pretty good job of calling the game and keeping it under control because when you have that many missed shots and people crashing the boards and trying to block shots and just that many turnovers, uh, it, those, those games are hard to officiate. Individually for South Florida, David Collins had 13 and 6 rebounds. LaQuincy Rideau, 11 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, and 4 steals, but also 5 turnovers and shot 4 for 13. Collins was 2 for 8. Michael Durr had 9 points, 7 for Mayan Kerr, and 6 for Alexis Yetna. For Wichita State, Marcus McDuffie, the only double-figure scorer, he had 11, getting 8 of those in the second half and ended up 4 of 12 from the field, 2 of 9 from 3. Samaje Haynes-Jones, Jamarius Burton both had eight points apiece. Jamarius also six points and four rebounds, but had or six rebounds and four assists, but had five turnovers. Six points, six rebounds for Jaime Echenique. He was only three of nine from the field, and nobody else with more than three points. So 
just a, a tough night. The Shockers uh, star of the game, brought to you by the Kansas Lottery. And reminder for the entire month of January, get two times the points every time you submit a Lucky for Life ticket into your play on account. Visit kslottery.com for details. We'll get to that in just a moment. But Greg Marshall sits down to join us. Coach Marshall presented by State Farm. When teammates help each other on the court, great things happen. State Farm here to help life go right. Coach, hard to imagine a uh, more subpar offensive performance, at least in terms of making the shots. We thought in the first half especially you were running your stuff and, and getting looks and just couldn't finish even around the basket. No, no. It was about as bad as I've, I've been a part of as a coach. Um, going all the way back to my Winthrop days, that's that, that's that's pretty bad. I apologize from, on my part. I'm going to do everything I can to re rectify this, but um, boy, it didn't look very promising right now. It was, it was. Some, we just can't finish. We can't finish shots around the basket. We can't make wide open jump shots. Uh, we can't take care of the basketball. Uh, it was, a, it was quite a frustrating evening. Real early, you ran your stuff, and I thought you were getting that back screen when you reversed the ball, and you were getting the ball right underneath the basket. But after you missed two or three really bunnies, just wide open bunnies, that Midgard missed a little putback. It seemed like it got in everybody's head or something, and then they couldn't even make free throws. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was strange. It was very strange. It's, um, you know, you just, I don't, what to, I don't know what to tell you, uh, guys. I really don't. I'm, I'm very, very frustrated and disappointed with this effort. Um, and you know, I just, all we can do is write it out. We gotta, we gotta keep doing what South Florida did. You know, they, they, they've turned over their roster and they got some players in here and they defended us today. And you gotta give them credit. You know, when we hold teams to a low percentage and very few points. Um, you know that we, we we take credit for it. And they they deserve credit on the defensive end. They just bodied us up, and I mean it was amazing how just we, we they we weren't even close to making some of those shots. Some of those four footers around the basket, and you know I don't know how many air balls we had. I know we had some pretty good looks from the perimeter that we just couldn't make them. And it, that being said, I think it's a five or six point game with five or six minutes to go. Mark has a really good look at a three. He misses, and their freshman hits one down in the corner. So. It basically puts the game out of out of reach. So, were you reasonably pleased with your defensive efforts? You had some fouls early, getting hands on guys on cuts, but but you hold them to thirty percent and fifty four. Yeah, I guess you know try to find a silver lining, Mike. I appreciate that, but uh, you're not going to beat anybody playing this way. So we're going to have to we're going to have to change some things and uh, you know try to figure it out. Try to figure out who can play and who can't, and you know, recruit, recruit, recruit. All right, Coach, thank you. Thanks. Shocker head coach Greg Marshall presented by State Farm. And uh, star of the game is always a tough choice on a, a night like this. I thought in terms of consistent effort and to some degree execution, even though he had five turnovers, that I, I thought Jamarius Burton gave the Shockers a real consistent effort. Tonight. Yeah, Mike, I agree. Eight points, six rebounds. Got four offensive rebounds, had four assists, had the five turnovers, but uh, – uh, other than that, he, he played a pretty good ball game and, and battled and battled Rideau and battled Collins, and, and uh, he did a good job out there. The Shockers did make a little bit of a run late, and here's part of that, our play of the game, presented by Litton's Appliance. In the left corner to Burton. Down the block for Echenique. Spins under there and tries to go up. Got it blocked. Gets it back. Goes up again. Missed that. Follow is good by Jamarius Burton. Yeah, good hustle on the offensive boards by Burton. 
So one of those moments, just not enough of them. Once the Shockers got it to five, USF hit a couple of big threes. Shockers missed a couple of chances to keep it close and end up on the short end, 54-41. We'll be back to wrap things up on the Hyatt Regency of Wichita postgame show in just a moment. Shum. WSU Shocker basketball is on 103.7 KEYN. Welcome back to the Hyatt Regency of Wichita post-game show. Defensive player of the game brought to you by Gotcha Covered Window Treatments. If you're looking for a high-quality window treatment from the top manufacturers in the industry at 30 to 50% off retail, call Dan at 316-612-7000 or go to gotchacoveredofwichita.com for a free in-home consultation. Another tough choice there tonight. One guy I'll throw out, which doesn't it may seem a little strange because he didn't score other than one point of eight tries at the free throw line, but I thought Rod Brown really hustled on defense. He was kind of helping on some traps and things and, yep. and uh, scrapped pretty good tonight. I'll go along with that. All right, and we'll... Uh, We'll mention we got to get out of here pretty fast, so I think that takes care of everything other than the next game for the Shockers will be Saturday at UConn. That game tips off at 5 o'clock Central Time, pregame at 4. And obviously the, the task between now and then is to try to figure some things out offensively. Some of it just kind of finding some guys some confidence somehow. Yeah, get in the gym, do a lot of shooting, and uh, get ready for UConn. Uh, they're, they're a beatable team. Uh, they're they're a lot better than last year. New coach, uh, Mr. Durley, and our uh, early early and uh, and uh, I think the Shockers just got to get in the gym and shoot and get their confidence back shooting. Well, that will do it for us. Thanks to Max Power for handling things in the studio tonight, and we are on our way to catch a flight before they go off and leave us. So thanks for joining us. Uh, tough night for the Shockers. Final score: South Florida 54, Wichita State 41. We'll be back with you on Saturday from Connecticut. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.